Recorded live. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me today for conversations and support for targeted individuals. Today is July 12, 2015, and I'm your host, Renata. I apologize for the delay once again. Anyone who comes to this call on a regular basis knows that this happens uh, every week. And I can say every week, (laughs) not just every other week or a couple times a month, every week I have these difficulties with um, connecting to TalkShoe, which is what I need to get the call going. I have to have a connection. And it is uh, appears to be sabotaged every single week. And I'm still actually not able to get on um, TalkShoe right now. I keep getting this message that I'm not connected, that my um, – Laptop is not connected. So thank God I have my um, handy-dandy Kindle here. It doesn't give me the the best view. So it's um, it's still um, a little bit hard for me to see. And hopefully, I think what I'm going to do, hopefully... Um, It'll stay connected. I don't know what's going on with the laptop, but I will continue as we go through the call to try to to get in. Because that, that'll make it easier for me to be able to navigate to unmute people and mute people and whatnot. But nevertheless, I am here, and I am glad you all are here as well. I hope that you had a uh, a great last week and uh, hope that your week to come will be even better. Hope the targeting was manageable for you. Obviously it was because you're here, so thank God for that. I will start with a scripture, and then I'll tell you what the plan is for this call today. This is not the scripture that I wanted, but since I can't get on my laptop, I'll, I'll give the scripture. Okay, this is from Matthew 4 and 4. And it says, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I believe what that scripture is saying is that, first of all, we have to uh, feed our spirit being. There is a man that lives, man or woman, that lives inside of this physical body that we see, and that man or woman is our spirit man. And we have to feed that spirit man. We have to keep that spirit man alive. We cannot allow that spirit man to die. It is just as if we feed this physical body food and water, and if we don't, we will die. I think we can live without food longer than we can live without water. Nevertheless, we must feed our physical flesh and we must feed our spirit man. Our spirit man is our guide. Our spirit man helps us through this journey in life. Our spirit man is the key to our soul. And these people that are against us or anyone for that matter, um, can kill our body, but they can't kill our soul. 
So we have to keep our spirit man alive. Our spirit, at the end of this journey, our spirit will be claimed by either the Lord or by Satan himself. The Lord is the ruler of light, and Satan is the ruler of darkness. We do not want our souls and our spirits claimed by the dark side. So we feed our spirit man by prayer, by fasting, by reading the word of God. The word of God is our spiritual food. And that is what we need to be doing to keep our spirit man alive. Amen. So if you want to read that scripture further, it is Matthew 4 and 4. Okay. All right. So um, Scott Snitzer is going to be back today. He um, he wanted to follow up on some of the things that he talked about the um, the EMF. He talked about the electromagnetic frequencies a bit last week and um, some of the ways that he feels that it affects us and some of the information that he has gathered over the course of his targeting. He talked about that last week, and he wants to kind of enhance. He feels like he left some things out, so he wants to kind of enhance on that. So um, if you have any questions, gather your questions for Scott, and at the end of his presentation, you can ask those questions. Also, um, there's going to be another speaker, Lamont, He is from the Atlanta area, and he's going to speak with us today about some of um, his targeting experiences and some things that he has discovered that he feels will will help us. And um, Donald Jackson, he was here last week also. Got a lot of positive feedback um, about Donald. Donald, as you remember, he was, uh, he is a former uh, White House Secret Serviceman who worked at the White House. I believe he said for five years, if I'm not mistaken. He also wanted to um, update us on some things that that he's working on. So he will be coming back to share some things with us as well today. And then I had some other things, but we'll just see how it goes because uh, last week we had three speakers and it took up the entire time. So if it if we do go the entire time with these speakers, then um, no need to talk about other things. But if there's some time left, then we'll do check-ins to see how everybody's doing and, and if uh, people wanted to talk about anything. And if not, I do have some things that I wanted to share. Okay, so I'm going to just touch up on a few things. I, I like to keep you guys updated on when I go to City Hall. So I did go this past Thursday, this past Thursday to the CPRB meeting, and that is acronyms for Citizens Police Review Board meeting, which is the oversight committee put in place to uh, oversee the complaints that are lodged against the um, Oakland Police Department. So I did um, speak there. I think they gave us two minutes. I don't think I took the whole two minutes. I didn't have anything prepared. I just spoke on, you know, the targeting, the continued targeting, and on behalf of people who I believe to be targeted, whose names I see on the agenda. 
they um, have been making it increasingly hard for me to go to any of the meetings at City Hall. The targeting is heightened like I can't even describe. Um, And a lot of targeting is happening with the staff members inside of City Hall as well and some of the activists and, you know, they're just making it hard. They're making it very, very hard. I had police directly behind me on my way to the meeting twice. When I came out, they were right by my car, across from my car, sitting there watching. And I know that this is all intimidation tactics and fear tactics and all that stuff, but um, I just wanted to mention that, that it is it is getting increasingly hard. And, you know, for me, it's a very sad day when you are told that you have um, – you have rights, but you don't see that play out in your life because if you exercise your rights, your freedom to speak, your freedom to assemble yourself peacefully, then you're targeted harder for it. You're punished for exercising your rights. I, I'm going to speak for myself, I am being punished for exercising my right to speak at City Hall. And they've made it very clear, without saying it, they've made it very clear in their actions that they don't want me to come there. And I know that darkness does not like light. They do not want me shedding light on what they're doing. But it is my right and it is my mission to um, expose this crime because it is a crime and this, this crime is being lodged against me. So this is personal. And if I feel like I want to expose it, then that's what I'm going to do. No matter how hard the targeting gets, I will ask God for strength like I do. I will ask him for courage like I do, and I will do it. But it's not easy. It is not easy. So for those of you thinking about exposing, just know that the targeting really increases. At least it has for me, and I've heard other people say the same. But I know that that's a fear um, and intimidation tactic, and I um, I just have to go through what I have to go through because I feel that it's important and I feel it a responsibility to um, let people know the truth about what's happening. The other side of that is just to sit at home and do nothing and let it happen, and that's just not not what I choose to do at this point in my life. Now, I might come to the point where I'm just totally tired of it, you know, but I, right now, no, I need to, to speak my truth. The Bible says the truth will make us free. And so whether these people want us to think that we're not free or not, just telling your truth is setting you free. And whoever listens, listens. And who doesn't, that's fine too. That's not even really the purpose. Um, it's liberating to stand up for yourself and to know that you may possibly be helping one person, at least one. And that's what it's about. That's what it's about for me. So, yes, I have to deal with 
the armor trucks, the highway patrol. <laughs> it's ridiculous. The Oakland police, the security guards inside the city hall, outside the city hall, the sheriffs, Alameda County sheriffs, any other city I'm in. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And not only is it ridiculous, it's a waste of resources. I don't know about where you live, but where I live, it is crime-ridden. It is very crime-ridden in this city. So to take these valuable resources and to put them on an innocent person who's done nothing wrong, that's ridiculous. That's ludicrous to me. That's just ridiculous. To use ambulances that really should be helping people who really need an ambulance, six sick people, to use fire trucks, mail carriers, you know, the post office people, UPS, FedEx, taxi cabs, all of that for one innocent person. It's ridiculous. That's a crime right there. To me, that's a crime right there because, number one, you're misallocating funds that the taxpayers are paying for these services. You're misallocating that because that should be going towards whatever you said is going towards, not black ops programs, and not to harass innocent people. It's just not right. But that's just me venting because me venting is not going to change what they're going to do because these programs have been in place more than likely before I was born and will probably continue if we sit around and do nothing. But if we do something, all of us, then maybe we can get this changed. Maybe, just maybe. Because what I go through is nothing compared to what some of you all go through or some of the other people or people who don't even, imagine people who don't know that they are officially in a program. Do you remember when you were there? Because I remember when I was there. That can break you. That can really, really break a person. When you have no idea why are these police always behind me? Why is, is this ambulance following me, an ambulance? Why is a fire truck following me? Why all these sirens? Why all these people? Why all these neighbors? Why the people at work? That can really break a person, and that has broken people. And that right there is why we all should be fighting, however we fight, peacefully, of course. Speaking out, exposing. And, yeah, we have to go through extra targeting, but it's worth it if we're helping someone else to understand what's happening to them or empowering someone else to stand up for themselves. Then it's worth it. I see it as God's work. That's how I see it for my life. I don't know how everybody else sees it for their life, but that's how I see it for my life. So whatever you can do, whether you consider it to be big or small, doesn't matter. You have a small piece of the jigsaw puzzle in your hand, and you should be very responsible with it, and you should feel obligated to do something with that piece of jigsaw puzzle that has been placed in your hand. A little piece of it has been placed in my hands, I have not always 
been effective with it, if that's the right sentence. (laughs) But I'm trying, and you should too, because you have a responsibility in your own freedom. Let's just take everybody else out of the equation. You have a responsibility to fight for yourself, for your life, for your children, for your grandchildren, for your nieces and nephews, for your mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers, people you don't even know. You have a responsibility. I charge you to take that piece of jigsaw puzzle that was given to you to do something with it. Put your piece on the table and say, this is what I'm doing. Because I promise you, we are never getting out of this program if we don't all fight. We are not. We could, we could come here every Sunday at 12 noon. We can do that. There will be someone here to listen, someone here to talk. But that's not enough. That's not enough for me. I want out. I want out. And I want everybody else to be out. I don't even want to get out by myself. I want all of us to be out. We we have to. Okay, I'm done. Never mind. Excuse me. That was just me ranting. That's how I think, though. That's how I think. I really, I think that way. Because I feel that way. And it's getting more and more ridiculous to me that these people are doing this to people. They're putting people in this program every day. As we speak, someone is being put into this program. Someone's name is being added to whatever list we're on. And more than likely, it's an innocent person. Because the people, this is how I see it, the people who are not innocent, the people who are guilty of a crime, they go through the court system and they go to jail. Some of them shouldn't even be there, but some of them should be. So I'm speaking about the ones who truly are guilty of the crime that they committed. But we are no criminals. We are no criminals. The the targets that I know, we're no criminals. And it saddens me that innocent people in America or anywhere else in the world are being treated this way. It saddens me. It's just not right. But if we just sit on these calls, then no need to even talk about it. All right, I'm done with that. Because that makes me sad. All right, so that was my experience at the Citizens Police Review Board meeting. Um, And I'm sure I'll be going through similar, if not worse, Tuesday when I go to the next meeting, which I plan to do, God willing. All right, moving on. I want to remind everyone that uh, the Jade Helm exercises are set to begin this week. I believe that will be Wednesday because uh, it is July 15th, I believe, through September 15th. And someone correct me if if I'm wrong. Everybody, I think, knows what the Jade Helm exercises are, but if you don't, Um, Let me remind you that the Jade Helm exercises is basically um, a U.S. military special operation 
that is to take place in Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, Utah, and Colorado. And it is going to consist of military exercises, if I didn't say that already, Um, Green Berets, Navy SEALs, Air Force, ground troops, and maybe more. They say that this will be a routine exercise that they will do. It will consist of tankers, military weapons, and all kinds of other stuff. They say that they are practicing in case they ever have to go to war with another country. This is SOP for them, standard operating procedure for them. Okay, so let's just hope and pray that that's all it is. No one is supposed to be hurt. No, supposed to be no casualties. This is just them training. That this is what they say. Helicopters, the whole nine. So we, we pray that that's all that it is. If you look around the Internet and you look on YouTube, you will see that many people believe that this is going to be the beginning of the takedown of America. They believe this is... These, this is the time period where people will be hauled off to FEMA camps, which there are probably people already in FEMA camps. Not sure, but I've read where people believe that there are already people in FEMA camps. But this is supposed to be a mass thing, a massive, um, I should say, a massive thing. Hopefully it does not happen that way. Prayerfully it does not happen that way. But be prepared. Be prepared with your food, with your water, with your survival um, equipment or whatever you need. Emergency um, plan for yourself and for your family. Have some phone numbers, some people you can call in your area, whatever you need to do to take care of yourself. Prayerfully, we don't have to do any of that. But I'm just reminding you all that because we've talked about it for weeks and weeks and weeks, but... It is coming up this week, supposedly. Now, they could switch up the date to catch everybody off guard. I don't know. Hopefully, everything is smooth and everything is the way they say it is. I read something yesterday that said that the military put out an official statement that said they will not be reporting this on the news. Why? I don't know. I haven't seen very much news coverage on it anyway. But I don't know. I don't even know if that statement is true. It's something I saw on someone's blog. So. I just wanted to remind you guys that this is the week that this is supposed to happen, this coming up week, okay? All right. The next thing I wanted to um, comment on is that um, the last two weeks we have been talking about Matt in the Netherlands and his father, and his father left him the message to told him, that said to him not to call him anymore, and people had suggested that he try to find out if his dad's okay because maybe that was not his father who left that message. Matt sent me an email said that 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 his grandfather actually spoken with his dad and that his father is fine. And that his father did not want to talk to his grandpa about the situation. So 
as Matt said, it's sad to say, but that definitely was his father. Okay, so his his grandfather knows that that his father is fine. Okay, so moving on from that, I wanted to ask if anyone knows any uh, targets. And by the way, Matt, we wish you well with your situation with your father. We can all relate to that, I'm pretty sure, in some kind of way uh, with family members. So hopefully it all works out. Okay, does anyone know any targets in the Chicago area or the Atlanta area? If you do, please let me know. You can send me an email, R-E-M-U-2, the number two, at hotmail.com. Okay, Chicago area or Atlanta area. Please let me know. Other uh, targets are trying to find people in their area. Okay, I'm going to type a message in the chat room, and please let me know if you can see this. This is from my Kindle, and I'm not sure if it's connected. I don't know how to hit the. Okay, you guys, let me know if you can see that because I can't tell if if I'm connected. And I don't think I was. I'm having a real hard time with my. Um, computer getting connected so so I apologize if you're on mute and you can't uh... okay give me a second while I try to get um, connected here Okay, I cannot unmute anybody because I cannot get on the computer. 
Let me try something else. Okay, I might have to try to get on through my um, cell phone. It's ridiculous. I gotta go through this every week. It's definitely intentional. I do apologize, you guys. Um, just. Bear with me a minute. I think I'll be able to connect this way. It's just a much smaller view, and I can't, I can't uh, see everything. Josephine, if you're on the call and you can um, you can hear me, I did get your text. Thank you. I'm so busy trying to get in here. All right. Okay, well, I I have a small view from my cell phone, so we'll just work with that. All righty. I don't think I said welcome. I went straight into my rant. But anyway, (laughs) if I did not say welcome, welcome everyone. And hopefully you guys didn't take offense to my rant. But I needed to say those things. I just think it's ridiculous the things they do to people. Um, Okay, so we're going to start with Scott Snitzer, who had spoken last week. He was giving um, his observation on what he thought to be signs of mind control based on his personal experience um, being a targeted person, um, but also on research, and Scott is a very thorough researcher. So um, he has good information. He did not feel that he... Um, covered everything that he wanted to cover last week, so we're going to give him some time to continue his findings. And if you have any questions, uh, note your questions down, and you'll be able to ask those questions uh, when he finishes, okay? All right, let me see if I can get you unmuted, Scott. Hi, Scott. How are you? Hi, Renata. Good, thanks. Um, yeah, I spoke to Matt about a half hour ago. He basically, he said what you said. I just he wanted me to tell everyone that he wanted to thank everyone that he's fine. Everyone for their concerns. He's grateful. And, um, yeah. 
Well, we wish him the best, and our heart goes out because we all understand what it's like to lose people that you love and to uh, lose friendships and family, and that's never easy. So our heart is with you, Matt. Yeah, it's a great okay, attitude. Okay, so last week um, I covered some stuff about how EMF radiation can affect us mentally and physically, but I really didn't cover enough of, like, uh, solutions or things like, in the very least, like to alleviate, you know, lessen the effects of the stuff a lot. And there's actually, like, and if if you're a targeted individual or you're just a regular person, um, we're all affected by this stuff. So unless you can move to, like, one of these small towns with no cell towers or, like, very little, like, electromagnetic waves hitting you, um, you just have to, like, learn, like, some of these techniques. And a lot of this is common sense stuff, but people just aren't well-educated in this country, unfortunately. And in Canada, Europe's a little more, like, up on this stuff. But anyways, okay, EMF and cell phones are just one part of the man-made electromagnetic radiation that's part of the wireless technology which forms an invisible field of radiation, which includes smart meters, which add to the radio frequencies of radiation, plus cordless phones. That's not wireless. All it is uh, household current for appliances such as your fridge, air conditioner, and so on. Electric, uh, the electric field in your house is uh, 60 hertz transient current, which runs through the walls of your home for utilities, which emits electromagnetic radiation dirty electricity. And uh, I read like ways you can reduce that. I have it in here. So anyways... Uh, here's some tips how to deal with this stuff. Um, have your home and office inspected for electromagnetic radiation to ensure it's a safe and healthy place. Hire an EMF inspector who has all the meters and other devices. Now, it's a TI. You wonder if the person is going to be compromised or not. But, you know, there's some stuff you can do on your own, of course. But if you can afford to hire an expert, it's worth it. Um, okay. Two, diminish wireless technology from your life as much as possible as it greatly impacts your health. Of course, it's stressing your body, your mind, and that of your family. If you have a smart meter, um, opt out. Most, it varies from state to state, but um, the laws, you should be able to get it replaced with a you know, regular one, an analog meter. Um, if you don't have one, there should be no problem preventing it from being installed. The laws for smart meters, state to state, I said that. I'm going to give a link here, which will give you a lot of information on smart meters. Um, they not only invade your privacy, and they do, but since they're wireless, they cause a host of health problems, mental and physical. And remember, as a TI, you have to lessen the effects of energy on your body and mind as much as possible. And I'm going to give the link to this in a sec. Um, Hardware. Excuse me, Scott. Scott, excuse me. I'm going to be away from the phone for a moment. Go ahead. Okay. Um, let's see. Hardware your internet. Go back to cable from Wi-Fi, which will contain and direct the current backslash radiation. So. Uh, if you have like a wireless router, obviously it's saying, you know, get your Ethernet and just get a cable connection. Get rid of the wireless router. In the very least, um, before you go to bed, shut it off at nighttime because it contributes to giving you insomnia and all these symptoms of premature aging, which is basically like, you know, what it does, these EMF devices. So, okay, uh, keep cell phones and other wireless devices off your body as much as possible as they use you as a ground to circulate unnecessary stress in your body and uh, life of setting your natural EMF field, which upsets your body's normal functioning. Because we operate at very low hertz, and I think that's why they use uh, a lot of the ELF weapons at extremely low frequency to mess with us, because it's so easy to mimic the functions of the brain, literally making us think things that are our own thoughts, literally like reading our minds and tracking us through remote neural monitoring the works. 
Okay, get a home phone that's corded, not wireless or hands-free. In other words, the old-fashioned type of phones um, with the cords, those are the best for your safety. Your mobile landline phone constantly gives off radiation, even when it's not in use. Um, I'm going to put a link to this once I can get to it in here, too. Um, this is a device, a device. This is a case you can get for your uh, cell phones, and they have them for more models than ever. And it's called a Pong. It's an FCC-certified cell phone case that shields you from uh, electromagnetic radiation. And first, I'm going to put the thing for smart meters info in the chat room. One second. Um, okay, uh, you can also get, uh, okay, you get earbuds with ear tubes. With the wood is the ear, earbud pieces, but the ear tubes are made out of plastic. And they keep the radiation from traveling to your head like on normal wireless headsets or uh, Bluetooth, whatever. And they're very high quality. Um, they have them all over the place on Amazon. I'll give the link for that, too. Uh, one second, please. Okay, um, if you have a child or know someone who uses a baby monitor, it's on 24-7. It gives babies radiation, and it may play a part in sudden infant death syndrome or SIDS. And this is, uh, in this country, who knows? I mean, it's very possible. Europeans, I heard, I read, uh, they have baby monitors, but they're sound activated. So they only turn on, like, when the baby cries or whatever, makes a noise. Okay, diet. Um, yeah, this first. Uh, don't put your laptop or iPad on your body, especially if you're a guy, because believe me, it can affect like fertility. Anyways, diet. Eat as much organic living foods as possible. Cleanse your body of toxins from food, water, the food, from food, the water, the medication, the radiation, the clothes we wear even give off like fumes if they're synthetics. Um, let's see. All the chemicals in the environment which accumulate in your body. Uh, you want to. Drink the best water you can afford. Reverse osmosis or distilled are far better than spring water that has toxins in it, and that's a fact. The spring water, even if it isn't from the tap, which a lot of the stuff is, um, it has environmental toxins and it has dissolved solids. It really isn't as healthy as like we've been led to believe. That's more marketing TV garbage. Um, get outside, take walks, get in contact with nature as much as possible to open up to the earth, and earthing does help release some of the EMF buildup in your body. Earthing helps you become a ground by taking the charge off of you. You can buy an earthing mat or other earthing products from this site. And I'll, I'll get to these links in a sec. I'm going to put the link for the smart meters in the chat room first. Damn computer. Okay, one second here. Okay, throw the smart meter info I just put in there. Okay, um, meditate. And that applies to your peace of mind and for, like, the EMF that's hitting you. It'll make you tolerate it much better. Lessen the effects. Okay, bathe or shower before you go to bed at night, as are beings of energy and all types of negative energy from the environment and other people. Bathing and showering before you sleep helps you sleep much better by also relaxing you. You may also want to take melatonin, but make sure that it won't interfere with any medication you're on. Also, you should take Epsom salts a few times a week to get um, the best, to get essential magnesium into your body or another magnesium-type supplement. If you can't afford it, stop wearing synthetic fibers and buy all-natural clothing like cotton, hemp, because uh, they won't have a negative charge in your body or give off toxic fumes. Now, I wouldn't believe this stuff, like, not too long ago, but you do a little more reading and all that, you realize, like, um, we are being as a frequency. It's not a new age. It's a fact. And that's, like, one of the reasons you're seeing the beach whales and all the effects, like, um, I'm trying to remember what they call it, but, like, the, the bee population you probably heard has been decreasing. They, they, there's been studies done with cell phones or wireless phones or whatever, and they actually, like, keep them away from the hive and, it's it's pretty ugly. Okay, the interior of your car increases the effect of your cell phone's EMF while you're driving because the signals bounce off the interior and is related. If you can afford your spring mattress, if, if you can avoid your spring mattress using air mattress, a water bed, 
All wooden cots or all wooden futons. Platform beds made of wood are available to support a futon, futon mattress instead of the standard metal frame. Springs, the coils in the mattresses are like antenna and focus EM and ELF uh, energy into your body while you sleep. So it's like, um, say you have Wi-Fi in the room next to you in your room and your cell phone, whatever, and just like all the EMF waves in the air, whatever. Um, your coiled mattress is going to increase the effects of that a lot. So without a coiled mattress, you know, all natural fibers, whatever, uh, air mattress, you're not going to have the effect as much. So it'll take a lot of stress off your body and your mind. Get rid of your microwave oven. It does give off dangerous radiation. When the seals begin to um, give, they emit even more radiation. And keep in mind, as targeted individuals, they hammer us with microwave frequencies, and it's a fact that microwave ovens really do destroy all nutrient value of food. They ruin the value of the water you're boiling them too. That's that's a fact. They keep a lot of science from us. Okay, moving on. Sorry, please. Just trying to get to the, another link here. Okay, I'm going to put the link for the um, the case which protects uh, your cell, keeps the radiation from your cell phone. While it's in the case, it'll like um, basically protect you. So I'm putting the link for this, and it's all over the net. You can find it on Amazon too. It's just their homepage. Okay. Um, Use a negative ion generator, air ionizer, to improve the quality of the air in your home. Keep it away from computer equipment. Negative ions improve your mood. They also create EM noise, which slightly interferes with monitoring devices. I don't know how much there is to that, but if you can give it a try, if you can afford it, go for it. Avoid ingesting fluoride in any form. Buy fluoride-free toothpaste or make your own use of baking soda, coconut oil, and organic peppermint oil. Um, and, like, really, fluoride, really, the study after study dumbs you down. and you want your mind as strong as possible, unclouded as possible, because that's one of the things they love to do is keep us confused and terrified, and we can't think clearly with all the uh, mind control crap they're doing. And then, of course, the brainwash, they combine the street stalking, the physical stalking with the energy weapons. And it's just these things enhance each other. So the things I'm saying, I'm not saying try to do everything at once, but you have to do some of this stuff. I have to make a lot of change to myself. Okay, um, again, I said uh, with the osmosis, uh, drink reverse osmosis or distilled water or buy a water filter that removes fluoride from your tap, from your water. Um, Brita, all these commercial ones, they're garbage. You know, they're worthless, just about. Uh, as I was saying, fluoride impairs willpower and clarity of thought and its effect. Fluoride is another form of mind control, and it's a byproduct, forget the noise, fluoride's also a byproduct of aluminum processing. The Alcoa, I think it was Alcoa, like uh, had Congress or Senate pass it to make it like okay to put in water. It doesn't make your teeth stronger. Uh, every culture of fluoride has been introduced to so just messes people up. Okay, I'm putting the thing for the earbuds that like, um, and again, this is if you can afford these things. And some of these things aren't too expensive. And a lot of these things are just changes you can make for free. So here's an earbud thing in the chat room. No. Okay. So moving on again. Um, okay. Um, during Renata's, oh, here. Jewelry can amplify the signals, the effects of them. If you're wearing metal jewelry, try to replace it with wood or plastic or have no jewelry except, I guess, your wedding band. During Renato's last show, Gary mentioned the Q-Wave Defender, and he stated although it worked for him, he could make no guarantee that it worked for others. But I'm going to put the link in for it, um, Q-Wave Defender. Let me get the earbud thing in first. So, I mean, maybe if you shop around, you could save a little money. They're not dirt cheap. But um, some people maybe like works miracles for Okay, be in the moment and observe yourself. Question baseless thoughts or emotions you may have, especially negative ones such as aggression or depression that urge you to act without thinking. Becoming aware of the presence of these negative thoughts is often enough to activate them. In other words, it's easier said than done, but 
over time you should be able to realize, like, when you have, like, thoughts that are contrary to, like, who and what you are, I mean, everyone has some intrusive thoughts, but these are things you're, like, dwelling on, and they're really, like, upsetting you, and they're coming out of nowhere. Like, this one girl gave an example, I think I said it last week, of out of nowhere she thought of sticking her hand down the drain with the um, garbage disposal. That kind of, like, horrible, perverted thoughts, they're not you, it's them. It's it's just that simple. It's They can make things like your thoughts and behavior, even for speech, seem natural. It's just it's just the truth, sadly enough. Okay, and these things can help, like, take away some of their power. That's one of the reasons I'm reading this. Um, let me see if I have this in here now. One second, please. Okay, the earbuds. Yeah, I already put them in. Okay, uh, reducing mind control programming signal influences influences should increase your productivity and efficiency so you can follow your goals better. Don't let the fear and paranoia of being attacked by these energy waves make you obsessive about protecting yourself. In other words, approach your entire plan on reducing EMF, electromagnetic frequencies, as calmly, logically, realistically, and rationally as possible. Don't try to make all changes at once, of course. You can start with a few things, such as getting rid of your microwave oven, uh, replacing your... Replacing your wireless router with the old-fashioned cable connection. Uh, have no electronic devices in your room while you sleep, except for an old-fashioned wind-up alarm clock. Use only your cell phone speaker feature. Never put it next to your head. You can also, like I said, turn your wireless router off when not at use, especially before you go to bed. Unplug all electro- electrical appliances, not your fridge or stove, of course, when they're not in use. Some people turn off the electricity to unnecessary parts of their house or apartment at night to reduce EMF signals. And all their houses, from what I've read, I mean, what I understand so far, are basically safe for the wiring, the newer ones. But, I mean, basically, like, the, the current going through, um, I'm going to get to the dirty electricity thing, the stats are filtered a bit. Um, yeah, when only have x-rays and CAT scans when absolutely necessary. Now, this is one I didn't even think of until, like, I got to it again. I forgot all about this. Uh, light bulbs, you know, these new environmental ones, the curly ones, um, yeah, they're very, very toxic. They're filled with mercury. I mean, like, dangerous amounts. In fact, like, um, I read somewhere, and I should have, like, uh, had a link to it. But uh, one second, I'm putting the EMF, pardon me, the Q-Wave Defender in there, the link for that. No, that's for earthing. Anyways, the new energy-efficient light bulbs, which are the curly ones, are CFLs, otherwise called compact fluorescent lights. They emit very high levels of ultraviolet radiation. They can cause the symptoms of premature aging, Possible retinal damage, they disrupt your melatonin production, and all this other stuff can, and they can cause skin cancer. That's like if you're close to them long enough. Uh, reported other negative uh, health effects of these like bulbs include uh, dizziness, cluster headaches, migraines, seizures, fatigue, inability to concentrate, and anxiety. And like I said, there's toxic doses of mercury when they break. I mean, it won't kill you like necessarily, but you have to be careful how to dispose of these bulbs when they break. Um, you want to go back to the natural bulbs. And let me get the link for that. And, and you can still, I don't know if you can still buy them in some stores. I doubt it. But, I mean, like, you can still get them on Amazon all over the place, and they don't necessarily gouge you. I'm sure a lot of people just bought tons of these things, the old-fashioned light bulbs. But other than that, um, one second. I'm just going to get, uh, there we go. I still want to get the Q-Wave Defender in there. Okay. Uh, the best bulbs are the old-fashioned incandescent light bulbs, which you can still buy online. I'll put the link in that for that in a sec for Amazon. Or you can buy, uh, these are available in stores, high-quality, high-efficiency LED bulbs. Don't use a transformer. There's a great website, I'm going to put that in there, too, for protecting yourself from electromagnetic radiation and reversing damage from it. You can in a lot of cases. 
Um, this thing, I don't know how like scientific it is, but a lot of people say they're great. Stetzer filters remove radio frequency pollution from your household wiring. Because just your plain wiring, like I'm not sure exactly what dirty electricity it is, but that can contribute to making you sick too. Uh, here's a list of Stetzer filter FAQs. I'll put that in the chat room. I just want to read along before I put the links in. You can make out all right. You can make out a list of foods, spices, and supplements you want to buy to reduce the effects of these frequencies. And shop around for a good water filter. That not only removes the fluoride, but chlorine and other poisons too. And like uh, you know things like cryptosporidium or you know bacteria and all that. Uh, you can begin by going outside every day in your bare feet, touching the earth for 20 minutes or more, meditating. And slowly making positive changes to your diet. If you want to metaphorically spit in the face of these pieces of, um, then this is a great way to do it. As our perps and most other people who go out of the way to try to make others miserable do nothing, little or nothing to try and help themselves health-wise, physically or mentally. These EMF signals are killing everyone. They're making men sterile, causing miscarriages supposedly. They can cause all types of mental illnesses while causing physical problems, physical illness. They mimic the signs of aging, such as insomnia, joint pain, forgetfulness, and so on, while it's all due to the EMFs interfering with our cells' normal communication with each other at the molecular level, which manifests or shows itself in the form of feeling and thinking poorly. And this is very real. That's one of the reasons, like, we're deficient in magnesium, uh, TIs, and people in general, because I think it messes up with uh, the calcium receptors. I don't know the neurological crap, but it's all scientifically documented. There's tons of papers, of, not tons, but a lot of papers on this stuff, the effects, scientific papers, peer-reviewed, experts, nothing conspiratorial about it. It's very real, and people can attest to it. But the U.S., of course, you know, and Canada, um, it's pretty, like, quiet on this, relatively speaking, and our standards as far as what's safe, you know, emissions, it's like the standards for what's safe, lead and mercury and rat poison, um, they're way too low, um, or way too, they're just unrealistic. Anyways, these signals can literally cause some of the symptoms of dementia, such as problems spelling and short-term memory problems. Uh, let the conformist or go-along to get-along morons call those who think critically, the CIA coined term conspiracy theorists, is targeted individuals we know all too well these weapons are very real, dangerous, and they destroy lives. Please give some very serious thought that I've gone over and do as much of your own research on the dangers of electromagnetic frequencies as you can. Get enough calories, healthy calories, as being deficient in any nutrient, you know, water, protein, um, vitamins, minerals, the works, can make, will make you more susceptible to mind control and brainwashing. And that means trying to quit smoking. I know it's easier said than done. I used to smoke. Just, you just got to do whatever you can to help yourself. Uh, this all goes along with trying to boost your immune system as much as possible, not just to fight off the EMF attacks and waves in general, but for all the toxins we eat, drink, breathe, wear, and that are absorbed in our skin. So here's some foods and spices that really like have a high ORAC or um, what do you call it? Um, I'll be right. One second. They have a high um, antioxidant value. Artichokes, asparagus, blueberries, cinnamon, cranberries, cumin, broccoli, cauliflower, kale, Brussels sprouts. They contain sulfur and zinc, which are EMF protectants. Cumin, garlic, grass-fed beef, mushrooms, olive oil, pomegranate juice, prunes, dried plums, red beans, acai, mangosteen, and noni, which you mainly get like in health food stores uh, or online, rosemary, the spice, of course, sea vegetables, which also used, are used to uh, reduce the effects of radioactivity like Fukushima, um, whatever, tart, cherries, turmeric, wild Alaskan salmon, walnuts, and yogurt. Um, some supplements you can look into, you don't have to go nuts, a high-potency multivitamin, multimineral supplement, because we're deficient no matter what, even if you're getting organic food, unless it's locally grown, 
it's going to be deficient in minerals if it's shipped like from different states. It's you know over time the shelf life and all that. Um, you want to get milk thistle. I think I mentioned that's a great liver detox. Dandelion helps that. SOD or superoxide dimutase SOD. Alpha lipoic acid, royal jelly or honeybee propolis, sea buckhorn, melatonin to help you sleep, and again, check if it goes with any meds you might be on. And EMF, uh, electromagnetic frequencies, I forgot which part of the spectrum. Like, in other words, like the light we see, that's part of it, gamma rays and all that. That's part we can't see, for example, x-rays. Anyways, uh, vitamin D, you should take no matter what, especially if you live in a climate that doesn't have much sun. Even people who live in sunny areas don't sometimes get enough vitamin D, D3. 5,000, 10,000 IUs a day are great. Uh, glutathione, if you want to get that, or NAC, which is like helps raise it. N-acetylcysteine, I think it's an amino acid. It's an antioxidant. Anyways, almost done here. When you're shopping for supplements, keep in mind there are business like any others, and there's a ton of vitamins, minerals, enzymes, herbs, flowers, homeopathic remedies, and other ways to treat and cure mental and physical disorders. There's going to be some ripoffs. It's like any business will plant people's trust, hopes, fears, and wishful thinking. You just want to do your research. And like, um, But some supplements may make an amazing fast difference depending on the person. If you've been deficient in certain vitamins and minerals for a long time, for example, and you start taking a really good multivitamin, preferably a whole foods organic one, even if you don't buy as much as possible. If if you Instead of buying, say, five or ten supplements a month, if you buy two or three really good ones, they'll be worth it. And you want to get organic ones if possible or whole food. If you've been deficient in certain vitamins and minerals for a long time, begin taking some, you'll, you'll feel an amazing surge of energy you felt not felt in years, most likely. Same if you're dehydrated and you begin drinking more water and healthier water. It'll impact you positively and fast. That's one thing I just remembered. When, you, uh, when you're dehydrated, and you, you can be dehydrated supposedly by the color of the urine. If it's dark or, you can, you know, whatever, you're dehydrated supposedly. And it literally affects your performance, say, on tests and your thinking in general. And supposedly, because we're being microwaved and, like, uh, the fat and the bones, muscles, whatever, human body, mammalian bodies absorb these microwaves like a sponge. Um, I'm assuming they can, like, dehydrate us. That's one reason, like, why a lot of TIs was supposedly dehydrated. So you'll hear different sources say how much water you should have. I, I go along with people that say you should drink half your body weight in ounces. So if you weigh 200, you drink 100 ounces a day over a period of time, not once. Okay, they've been trying to take us out of their wonderful society by breaking the causing us break, by, by breaking the law, by using civilians and evading our privacy, attacking us with military-grade mind control weapons, as they use civilians and community watch type groups and religious institutions in a cultish way to send the scum of the earth to attack us while paying many of these clowns and losers. They have implanted terrifying triggers while we sleep and while we're awake with their toys while spreading every possible lie they can via the smear campaign using illegally obtained and shared surveillance on us. While we're realistically limited as far as who will help us, uh, we can try to take charge of our physical and mental health as much as possible, which is a great way of telling all of our purpose to go to hell. And that goes with the learned helplessness. By taking even some small steps to try to like better ourselves, even if we weren't like targeted, but especially as targeted individuals, what learned helplessness you have, it'll help dissipate some of or a lot of it, depending on what you're doing or who you are, because just having the feeling of some control, any control back in your life will make a huge difference. And as far as uh, you human sewage perps who are listening, I better watch. I think any, <laughs> any perps listening now can benefit from it, too. But anyways, um, I'm going to put some more like um, links in the chat room and say what they're for. Here's for the Q-Wave Defender, and um, that's pretty much it, Renata. So I'm open to any questions.
Okay. I can, thank you so much, Scott. I cannot okay. tell if I am connected to the chat room or not. Let me see. Let me try to get back in. I was able to get my laptop up. Okay, just yeah, put the right. wave defender. Oh, Masson, just asked if anyone has audio. Damn it. Does it I heard you. I can hear you. Okay. Um, All right, no the whole time. Um, so I'm trying to get back in, you guys. But uh, I'm just going to so put some more links in here. Okay. Star 8, if you have any questions or comments for anything that just spoke about. Uh, okay, here's the link for... Sorry. Here's the link for the light bulbs about like uh, how the curly Q ones, the weird ass ones, are dangerous for your health. Um, okay, let's just in there. And you guys, this this stuff is really worth research and checking in because it's it, it can make a nine day difference. You can't get rid of all the poisons and toxins, but all the threats, but you, you can like minimize it. One second. Okay. I have to go back to resort back to my um, cell phone again. I think right, I here's, here's the Amazon link for uh, light bulbs. You know, the quote old fashioned kind. And computer's working slow. What a surprise! Yeah, they have those new kind of light bulbs that now. I think the smart bulbs. Any any of the smart products are not good. No, no, they're supposed to be environmentally friendly, and they're not. Um, here's like a website of like one of many great sites for like EMF stuff, how to protect yourself covers a lot more than what I said. This stuff is so, it's like, there's so much to it. It's crazy, and it's unfortunately, yes, it's part of everything they're doing. They're hitting us from the food, the vaccines, prescription medication, chemtrail, air pollution in general, the crap they put in the water, the stuff on their clothes, synthetic clothes, um, the education system, the entertainment, the flicker rate on the TV, the radiation from not just cell phone, computer, everything, your household current. I mean, they, this has been very, very well thought out. And I'm not just talking crap. It's really been well thought out. I mean, for years, for many, many years. Oh yeah, it's it's um it's sad. Okay, here's for the pardon me, the, for the Stetzer, Stetzer electric uh, filter. You basically put in your plug and supposedly reduces the amount of like electromagnetic pollution in your household current. Again, do your own, own research, please. And that's in there. Okay, so start eight. If you have a question or a comment for Scott, start eight, please. Um, I had a couple of observations. One was I, I I had never heard about the baby monitors emitting radiation and being a possible cause for SIDS, which is the sudden infant death syndrome. Do you know more about that? I, I had never heard that before. No, it's just something I, I read somewhere, but I mean, basically, like, um, well, here's the thing, like, with uh, why they say, like, uh, children, the main reason children and older people, uh, just let's say children should not be around uh, wireless like technology because their brains are still developing and, and the cells are dividing so fast relatively speaking to us it leaves them much and, and also like they're like um traffic their skulls in there too but basically because of the cell division so fast they're much in their immune system too i'm pretty sure it makes them more vulnerable to this stuff so for example like a lot of kids like uh in like grammar school like in like kindergarten i heard like kids like sitting in the front row where you know the wireless router had to keep moving back because they were getting sick or something like that. all i know is like the developing human brain, you know, is multiplying so fast, the cells and all that, it just leaves the, the person, the child, more vulnerable. I, I wish I could one more, but it's very real. And, like, uh, that's a, I guess that's the reason, like, uh, I was talking to, like, well, I could say with, with some of the personal Matt, and he's saying, like, how in Europe they don't have this problem as much. 
the standards are a lot better. But yeah, Europeans, this I read too, Europeans have baby monitors, like I mentioned, that are sound activated, and that's for a reason. The radiation is a threat to anybody, especially like an, an infant or a child, because like I said, they're still developing. And I'll mm. further genetics more. And what this stuff does, I understand a little better now. It, can hit you, it literally hits us at the molecular level. I think it causes uh, ionization whenever the loss of electron. Basically, it messes up the DNA, which messes up the cell division. So, for example, you've heard of uh, vaccines causing autism, which would not surprise me. Well, supposedly, this wireless technology can cause autism, supposedly. So, again, they're hitting us from every angle. So, this is like, you know, oh, go ahead. Okay, so that was that was one um, comment I wanted to make. The other thing is that you made a comment about, well, you always talk about how uh, it's, it's good to try to get yourself in a better place mentally with vitamins, with exercise, with the proper rest, with meditation, which you and I do, and some others, I'm sure, as well. Um, but, you know, we really believe in the meditation because it, it has been proven to help us personally. Oh, yeah. You and I. And so you talk about that. Yeah, but um, that, um, that that brought to mind a, a recent conversation that I had with a um, TI, and he was very negative, number one. But he, he's, which I understand that because I know what this program will do to you if you don't do anything to counter that. But he is under the opinion that, there's no need to try to do anything for yourself mentally because because there's nothing you can do to change what they're doing to you because you're fighting against a machine. And if the frequency, if they have the frequencies beamed on you at a certain level, then there's nothing you can do anyway, so you might as well just sit there and take it. That that's pretty much sums up what he said, what he was trying to tell me. And I just I don't agree with that. I believe that's what they want you to believe. I do believe that I do strongly believe that the equipment that they use against the target, of course, it can do a lot of things to manipulate your emotions and even manipulate your body. I mean, I get involuntary body jerks all the time. So I do know that, you know, of course, the machine can do those sort of things. But does that mean that you don't try to help yourself to get into a better place? No, that's 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 real limited thing. In fact, just as you were saying, it clicked on my mind a lot of stuff. One, can you hear me? I Hello? can. Oh, sorry. Uh, I can hear you. Okay. Uh, one is like you, I, and a lot of people on this call, and people you know, Nigel is an example, that have worked on themselves and educated themselves about this, are a testament that you can make a lot of progress once you know that, like, um, who, quote, unquote, who the man behind the curtain is or whatever, who's pulling the strings. In other words, education about this stuff, look, they can – for example, like give you the feeling like of being angry or waking up in a crappy mood, depressed, confused, and in a rush. They can give, they can cause fear. But when you do the meditation, you journal. When you get to know yourself better, when you start eating cleaner, you drink cleaner water, you give up the coffee because you don't want any stimulants. But anyways, when you get your head screwed on better, and it's easier said than done. But when you do it, and when you expose yourself to a lot of things that uh, they try to traumatize you with over time, as you're comfortable doing, but you got to get a little dis- uncomfortable. But as you work on yourself, one, as I've mentioned in the past, like I read, you get rid of a lot of learned helplessness, and you see mm-hmm. there's much less limits on you than you think. And, like, 
you can make progress. So, although, yes, they can try Look, they I, I can tell them they're trying to, like, uh, spook me and scare the hell out of me with their little toys. But I don't react to a lot of the triggers like you used to. So, as you said in the past yourself, or now they try to, like, you know, create new ones. They try to go around whatever you're working on, barriers. But the fact that you, myself, and, and a lot of other TIs, again, like, you uh, my mind, Nigel have made you know a lot of progress. Is a testament that no, the guy's the guy's one hundred percent wrong. So, can they cause disturbing dreams and all that and this and that? Yeah, but it's a lot of it's attitude too, and the attitude comes with being better educated. Now, it won't stop these people from doing what they're doing ever. Well, hopefully, eventually. But uh, by giving you a better perspective on the entire thing, it can, it can change how you interpret it. It's like, like for example, you said like you stopped taking different forms of perping on one of your YouTube things. You said you, you don't take it as like, you just look at it all as perping. So like I look at my neighbors like, you know, if they want to stare at me, that's fine. If they want to throw a punch, not that I'm looking for trouble. I'm just saying I just look at certain things in a certain way in a much more positive way, and I'm able to laugh more now and be a little more at ease, although I'm still hypervigilant. A lot of times when I'm out, but I'm able to do this through educating myself and trying to like take better care of myself. I want to lose about 20 pounds. But the the point is, if you take care of your mind and your body and you're kind to yourself and you in the meditation, the great part of that is it really does help you step back from this crap and examine it a little more objectively. You get rid of a lot of the emotional content because they keep us constantly or they try to constantly traumatize with like, again, the, uh, anger, the depression, the fear, all the lower frequencies are all ugly emotions, all the confusing things which contribute to low self-esteem. And again, that learning helplessness crap comes in. And they want that because they don't want TIs to get better. That's why they hit TIs a lot of times at the gym or coming from the gym. Or like during meditation, I've had the dogs barking out of nowhere. And I love dogs. But the point is, you can make improvements. But when you're in a certain state of mind, it's easy to say uh, the technology prevents me from doing this. But no. Um, you can make improvements regardless. I mean, we still have free will. And it's, it's and how you want to interpret all they do. Mm-hmm. I want to say to that person who said that to me, that there is nothing you can do because they have these weapons beamed at you and they have them on a certain frequency and all the power is in their hands. They love that mindset. They are relying on each and every one of us to give our power up to them. They're relying on that. So if you just, like you said, to learn helplessness, if you just lay it all out there and say there's nothing I can do, I'm a victim of this, which is true, we are being victimized. I'm not saying that because we are. But victimization is also a mentality, I believe. And if we buy into that and we just give them the power, they don't have to do anything because you gave your power up. You volunteered to, to end your life at that point the way I see it. You volunteered. You volunteered to stay in the house. You volunteered. When I when I was afraid to go outside, when they had me afraid to go out, I was volunteering to stay in. Nobody came up to me and said, Renata, you cannot go outside. You are under house arrest. None of that. I, I was so fear-ridden that I volunteered to give up my own freedoms. And that's what they're relying on. So you have to do whatever you have to do as an individual to get yourself in that mental space where you start to realize that you owe it to yourself to live your life. And by recognizing, pardon, by recognizing, like, uh, and you can to a point when you're being mind-controlled 
and recognizing how you've been brainwashed and by acknowledging what triggers they sensitize you, what colors, what sounds, mm-hmm. voices, what kind of people. By recognizing these things, you can figure it out better how they've been screwing with you and take away a lot of the mystery and make some actual progress in, like, getting rid of the fear once you understand it. Like, the neighbors, like I said, I couldn't give a rat's backside about them. But sometimes before I walk out the door, I'll have... Uh, you know, I haven't had this in a few months, but I'll have, I mean, every now and then I'll have the fear out of nowhere. It's them or, and, or it's the conditioning. Cause I, I kept in mind, they've been doing this to me. I, I'm, I believe now 25 years thinking back, but they brainwash us. So they use classical brainwashing, which is basically classical condition. They condition us and they use a neuro linguistic program to associate a certain emotion with a certain person, place, thing, whatever, keys, jingling, coughing, uh, certain colors, people looking a certain way, but they, they just, you can really tell, sorry about the noise, you can tell after a while when they're like, I got something playing here. You can tell after a while when it's them, in other words, you can actually like just step back and say, this isn't me. And when you start to recognize that it's not you, mm-hmm. it becomes easier to control it, and the mind control becomes less powerful. It's still there. We can still be steered in a situation where they're going to try to purpose. Because one thing I learned, Renata, is like what they do and what they don't do. When they're not acting, being obvious, when they're being obvious, I learned from both those scenarios. So you have to pay attention without like constantly being hypervigilant. Try not to, but you have to learn. And, and the journaling really does help you get perspective along with meditation. You have to work on yourself, and you have to accept a certain level of discomfort if you want to make progress. And you guys all, I don't mean to talk over you or not, you guys all have to keep in mind, take a good look at your perps. I do. And I keep in mind that they're getting paid well to perp and or they're doing this like while they're on a job as like the scum police. Uh, they're enjoying themselves. They're socializing. They're able to date and do just about a lot of things most TIs, if not all, can't do, depending on the person's targeting. Keep that in mind, and, and, and remember what they've done to you, because I, I recall more than ever, and the journal will help you with that, too, and just thinking about meditating, what they've taken away from you, how they've affected you. I mean, like, they've literally, I don't want to go into a lot of detail now, but they've really done a number on me, as far as, like, you know, attempts on my life, and keep in mind that they're trying to drive you crazy, trying to drive you, like, you know, mental institution, arrest, homelessness, suicide, all that stuff. They're trying to get us to act out, and believe me, I statistically, I honestly believe certain targeted individuals have snapped, you know, I'm not knocking them, I don't blame them, and acted out on their perps, um, civilian perps, and, like, injuring or killing some. I guarantee that's happened. And, like, you know, I guarantee also these are the same civilians who are informed by their handlers, the police, whatever, that the person's harmless and this and that. So just keep in mind, though, everything they have taken from you and the things you might not ever have again. I remember this more than ever, and it doesn't necessarily just drive me. It gives me a really good perspective on these people. And you can't have, as Nigel says it so well, but I mean, I'm sure you guys understand, you can't respect any of these pieces of garbage because keep in mind, I guarantee everyone on this call, everyone listening later, every real targeted individual could not do this kind of crap to another person. I'd love to get some payback, legal, or beat up a few my perps, but I would not do the psychological crap to them. And so, like, okay. um, go ahead, I'm sorry, I okay. can't go on. Thank, thank you, Scott. It, it's okay, we have a couple other people. One of them I don't see here yet. But um, oh, I do please. want to say, in closing, thank you so much for all your valuable information. My pleasure. Um, and, and, and we should definitely always be looking for ways to counteract the mind control. We should just be looking for any way we can to get through this. The way I try, for me, it's all perspective. It's the way, it's the way you juggle this stuff around in your mind, for me. 
And uh, one of the things I tell myself is that everybody has a job here, okay? First of all, I understand that I'm targeted. I think that's what a lot of people need to understand, that you are targeted. And that's exactly what that means. You're targeted. They're on the hunt for you. They're trying to tear you down. They're trying to break you down. You're targeted. You are targeted. So for the people who say, you know, this won't stop, this won't, you know, I go here, I move there, this won't, you, you're targeted. It's going to happen until we get it to stop. And, and I'm sorry, that's a harsh reality. But that, that's what I tell myself. I'm targeted. So what comes with that? All of this stuff they do, it is part of being targeted. I don't like it. You don't like it. But it is what it is. So that's one thing I think that people have to accept on the level of survival only. I don't mean accept it forever, but accept it as part of your reality from day to day. This is this is what's happening. This is where you are. This is we don't deserve to be here, but this is what's happening. And once we get strong enough we can get it to stop. That's what I believe. Also yeah, you I have tell to, myself unacceptable. You have to I like to say it like that. You just have to like in other words, you got to be realistic. People are doing this. Well, I, I say accept it on a survival-only basis just to get through it because if you don't accept it, you're going to break down and all those things that I've been through already, you know, just to survive it. You have to say this is what they're doing. I cannot do anything. That's where the serenity prayer comes back in. Help me, Lord, to accept the things I can't change. I cannot do anything to change the fact that these people are targeting me at this very moment. All I can do is get through it in one piece. So I'm saying accept it on survival basis only, not as the bigger picture because we can we can get it to stop. I do believe that. I really do with the help of God that we can, but we all have to come together. Um, and then I also tell myself that this is this is their job. Everybody has a role here. This is their job, not a job I would choose not an honorable job, not a noble job. This is the job that these people have chose to do. This, just like you get up and go to work, you have a nine-to-five, that's their nine-to-five. That's what they chose to do. I can't change that either. They chose to err on the side of wickedness. Nothing I can do about that. But I do understand that that's their job, and they are uh, accountable to whoever their boss is, which their ultimate boss is Satan, in my opinion, but they have, you know, their bosses in the physical that they have to report to, just like you get an evaluation at your job. Did you do this correct? Did you do that correct? They have a job. That's their job. Their job is to target you, and you're not the only person that they're targeting, I'm pretty sure. They have a list of people that they're targeting. That's their job. And then my job is to get through it. My job is to get through it. My job is to survive what they're doing to me. My job is to tap into the source, which for for me is God, who gives me my strength, who orders my footsteps, who guides me through this, who I lean on heavily to get me through this. That's my job. So everybody has a role here. These people are erring on the side of evil. Nothing in this world I can do about that. I don't even know them. Most of them, I don't even know. I do know a few of them, but most of them, I don't know. So that's what they chose to do. So I think once we understand that, be it right or be it wrong, I'm not saying what they're doing is right. I'm absolutely not saying that, but I'm saying I understand what they're doing. They have chosen to 
to have an evil existence. That's their existence on this earth is evil, and that's what they chose for themselves. I'm not the boss of them. Sorry to say that. <laughs> that's what we used to say when we were younger. You're not the boss of me. I'm not the boss of them. I can't tell those people what to do. But that's what they chose to do. I, I observe that. I see that in my targeting. I see what these wicked people do. So I have to accept that. That's what they chose. That's not what I chose. That's what they chose. I chose to live a decent existence, a godly existence, and that's what I plan to do. So you just decide what kind of existence you want to live and just set out to do that, period, whatever that means, whatever you have to do. I mean, if you are a Christian, I'm going to speak to the Christians. If you are a Christian, you are going to be persecuted, period, period, end of the conversation. You're going to be persecuted. This world hates Christians. I don't care how much they say this world is founded on Christianity. It's a lie the way I see it. This world hates Christians. So if you are a Christian, this comes with the territory. If you are a good person, it comes with the territory. Nobody gets a free ride through here. We all have to go through something. But I believe you go through it to get to it, if that makes sense to anybody. you got to go through it to get to it. To get to what? To get through where you're supposed to be, your destiny. you got to go through something. You're never going to get there being comfortable. You're not. Some have to shake you up a little bit. Some have to shake me up a lot to open my eyes. And you know what? For that, I am eternally grateful that I am no longer asleep. I'm so grateful. I don't want to be asleep. I want to know the truth. And the truth, unfortunately, is ugly. It's ugly. It's some very, very ugly truths in this world that I have come to realize only since I've been targeted. Couldn't have told me any of this exists, even though I was always open-minded. I feel this was a far reach, this right here. And there, there's some worse things than this happening in the world, believe it or not. I know that we all think this is the worst thing that could possibly be happening because it's happening to us, but that's not true. There are some very, very horrible, even more horrible than what's happening to you and I. There's some bad things happening in this world, and this is one of them. Why we're here, I, I don't know. But I guess if we weren't here in this program, we'd be somewhere else because it seems like, you know, there's a lot of systems in place here. And since we didn't fall in line with the system they chose for us, then they put us in another system. So it is what it is. I mean, however you rationalize it in your mind, you're going to have to kind of do that so that you can get through this mentally. Once you get through it mentally, you can get through it every other way, and then you can begin to fight your way out of it because your creativity will start to flow. And if you're not plugged into the source, which is God Almighty, you should consider because I can't imagine getting through it without the help of God. I I know I couldn't. I know it. I I know I couldn't. They broke me down. 
and I think about you, you people who um, you target targeted people who um, really caught on to something was going um, in the wrong direction, and did your research and found all this out. I really admire you people who were able to find out about all of this stuff early on because it took me a long time. I guess I was a slow child or something <laughs> because it took me it took me three to four years, and that's rough. That is rough. So all of that tells you just how strong you are. If you survived that 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 breaking moment that they put all of us through, that moment where they want you to know you're targeted, I'm sure you guys know what I mean. Because you can look back and think of all this subtle stuff that happened throughout your life, and now you can tie that into your targeting. But then there was that period where they bombarded you, where they wanted you to know that somebody is after you. They, Somebody, you're on somebody's radar. That, If that didn't kill you, it should have made you stronger. If none of this killed you, it should make you stronger. So just keep going, you know. Like Scott said, do something to take care of yourself. It's good information that goes forth on these calls. You should be jotting this stuff down, taking notes. Uh, Gary sent me an email. I don't remember if Gary mentioned it on this call, but he sent me an email about the Q-Wave, and I think Scott mentioned that as well. And thank you, Gary. I don't know if I responded to your email, but thank you so much for telling me about that because I am definitely going to get one. I have to save my coins because it's not cheap, <laughs> but I I do definitely plan to get one. But for those of you who don't know, this Q-Wave is supposed to counter um, some of the um, EMF and the directed energy that is coming towards you. And there are uh, people who gave testimonials on uh, YouTube who is saying that it has really worked for them. For them. And Gary, who I believe is on this call, I can't really see my chat room, um, Gary said he's tried it and he sees a definite difference. It looks like it appears that it is a device that you, uh, I don't know if you wear it around your neck or keep it with you, and it's supposed to do something with the frequencies. So it it has good reviews. Um, I'm going to try it. I think the people who get the voices probably might want to give it a try. It is a little pricey. It's a couple hundred. But if it's going to give you a little relief, then it's, it's probably worth it. And it does have a money back guarantee as well. So anyway, I don't know how I got over there, but um, Scott, thank you so much. Did you want to say anything oh, else? Uh, Did anybody have any questions for Scott Star 8? If you do, I will unmute you. Can someone type something in the chat room, please, so I can see if I'm connected? Okay. I don't. I can't even tell. Um, Donald, are you here? Can you start eight? Can't tell if I'm connected. If I'm not connected, I don't know. See you in the chat room, Scott. Hmm? Uh, one second. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't see you on the um, call. I see myself on the call. All right. It just told me I need to reconnect. 
Try this again. Thank you for your information. I do appreciate it. My pleasure. So the links, if somebody wants to scroll up there, got a ton of links up there. It's all good stuff. So I just want to help. Okay. Yep, and you are very helpful. All right, so I'm going to put, well, I can't put you back on hold. Oh, yeah, I can. Okay, I see it. I'm going to put you back on hold. Thank you so much. Welcome. I didn't see anyone um, press for um, for that they had a question or a comment. So I'm going to put you back on hold. Thank you, Scott. Welcome, Renata. Donald? Hey, this is Donald. Hi, how are hey, you? Hey, Renata. I am doing, doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm, I'm just ranting today. I guess I needed to process because I think that was... <laughs> I think I've had like three rant sessions already today. Oh, no, so that's, that's good. Nice. Yeah, it is. I think it is. I just don't want to overwhelm anybody with my stuff, but... um. Anyway, sometimes sometimes that's necessary. You know, actually, um, I call it processing. Processing is very helpful. That's really why um, the Lord led me to set up this call, because I feel like if we talk about it and we bounce ideas off of each other, that really helps us to move forward and to stay grounded. I think the people, some, because I didn't know most of these people, some of these people who kind of go over the edge and 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 do these things to hit the news, they probably didn't have anyone to talk to, you know, or to listen to them or to get feedback from. So I think it's very important and very necessary to kind of talk about some of this stuff, you know, because this stuff is not easy to get through alone. It's just not. You're absolutely right. Yep. Okay, so so welcome back this week. Okay. You were here last week, um, and you shared your story, and I got tons of positive feedback um, about the things that you talked about via email and phone calls and text messages. People really uh, enjoy hearing you. They thought that you um, were a very um, eloquent speaker, and that you relayed your information across very well, and they thought that your story was very interesting. So I wanted to um, to share that feedback with you. Okay. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Um, I know we all have a story. So uh, some big, some like you said, some earlier you said some little, some big, and um, it's good to talk about it, get it out, and um, see how we can help each other. You know. Yes. Yes, it is. So um, I would like for you to remind people who you are, and I just want to say that Donald was here last week. Um, He has additional information this week, but he'll just kind of recap, if he doesn't mind, for those who were not here last week, because there are some people here this week that were not here. And so um, they really don't know what we're talking about right now. So if you can just remind people who you are and recap whatever you want to recap, and then uh, go ahead and share whatever new information you'd like to share. Okay. Um, so my name is Donald. Speak up Donald just Jackson. a little bit, please. Okay. 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 Uh, my name is uh, Donald Jackson. Um, yeah, I was on last week and I gave my story. Um, it's a uh, pretty, pretty interesting. 
um, worked at the White House for five years, and um, I resigned due to harassment, covert harassment. And um, and so I pretty much gave a summary of, of what happened and what I'm currently going through. So I guess if you're um, if you didn't hear last week, I'll just you know give you a, like a brief, quick um, summary of things. And plus, I I just wanted to give my opinion on what what Renata what you mentioned earlier about um, you know all of us are pretty much going through the same thing. So we have to try to find ways. You know, some people are you know they they get angry, they don't know how to deal with this. So it's which is you know it's understandable. It's hard, but. Um, I believe, like me and Renata, we talked earlier about um, going back to my story with my uh, little brother back in 2003. He was incarcerated, and um, and I had to deal with that situation while I was in college. And um, the college that I went to was uh, DePaul University. And um, I before I even got to that college, which was in 2002, I had, I had went to... Um, the high school that I went to was it was it was in between. It was kind of bad with the gangs, and I think that's when my little brother got mixed up. Uh, me, I was able to get through because I was my mind was on sports and um, trying to be successful. That was that was what was on my mind. So I made it through that high school, and I and I went to community college right after that, and I really didn't know what I wanted. So going through community college for a few years, that was pretty tough. So I had a like a really low GPA, but to make a long story short, I still ended up getting to into DePaul University. And if you all want to Google DePaul University, it's one of the best schools in Chicago. And I got in there, even going through high school with all these, you know, it was kind of known for the gangs. And I still got into this college, you know, one of the best in Chicago. Which was a which was a blessing, and I was I've always been a type of guy who come from a family where we you know we um, keep God first and everything. So, me getting into that college was a really big thing for my family and everything. And um, and like I said last week, once I got in there, my brother got he was 16 at the time. I was 25. My little brother got in um, got in trouble, and um, he got mixed up with the wrong crowd, and he was charged for a murder that year. And um, so here I am. I just made it to this big college, and I'm going through this. But what did, what did I do? I worked a full-time job, and I, I worked there full-time. I was going to school full-time. And what did I do? I kept going. I um, That hurt me so bad, but I kept going. I stayed in my books. I kept playing basketball. I kept doing all the things that I normally do. It was hard, but I kept doing it. And they kept telling me at this college that, you know, your GPA has to keep going up because I went in there with a low GPA. And and so they kept sending me these notices saying, you're going, we're going to put you out of this out of this school because your GPA is, it hasn't gotten to where it needs to be. So, and they kept sending me these notices every year, every year, and they never kicked me out. And after four years of being there, I ended up graduating. I, that was, I don't know how I did it, but because I stayed in my books and I, kept doing everything that I needed to do and work, working a full-time job. It was hard, but I did. So <laughs> I got through that, got through the college, um, and then a couple years later, that's when one of my friends told me the service was hiring. Of course, I didn't know anything about that. How do you get in there? 
And um, he told me he knew the recruiter and he, you know, if I do everything I need to do, take the test and pass and everything, and he can get me in there. I did everything I needed to do. I kept kept my full-time job. I kept going to school. I'm sorry, I kept going, kept, kept my full-time job, and I kept doing all the things that I love to do, play basketball, hang out with my friends, and, you know, just be positive. I kept doing it, and for some way, somehow, I ended up at the White House Secret Service. So this goes back to what Renata was saying about how, you know, a lot of us, we're going through this, but we have to stay positive and keep doing the things that you love, and good, good things are going to come out of it. See, all these good things are steady coming towards me as I'm staying positive and I'm steady doing the, the good things, and I, you know, I put God first. I end up at Secret Service, the White House. Um, once I get there, I'm going through all this supervisors picking on me for no reason. Um, and I, um, I made a comment about what happened was I made a comment about what happened with my brother, and I gave some history about my past to one of my class, uh, first year on the job, and um, it got back to the supervisor what I said, and this is the same supervisor who was picking on me, and he made it a priority to go tell everybody what I said, and and it turned all the upper people against me, so I had to deal with that. What did I do? I kept kept going. I kept going. I I used to rem- I remember I was used to go to work with headphones on sometimes to play music because I would see the supervisor coming towards me looking all mad and stuff. So I would just have my headphones on and just have the music playing, all good music that I love. And I would listen to it and I just continued to develop good relationships with all the officers and everything. And um, I kept going. I used to play, keep, continue playing basketball, continue doing everything that I love. The years went by. I um, ended up being a fitness coordinator. I had a permanent position at the East Gate, um, and then that's not you know I made the mistake. I went out and I got involved with the girl at the strip club, and that's when my targeting really really started. Um, and just to backtrack a little bit, back to I started the Secret Service back in 2009, but. Um, I remember back in 2007, two years before I even got in, this was during, um, I wasn't working, I wasn't in school, I wasn't in school, but I remember, I've always been healthy, but I remember having, um, going to the doctor for like um, food allergies, and they were telling me that it was uh, like bacteria, like in my system, like in my gut. So So I'm wondering, like, why am I all of a sudden having this, this, this health problem? And um and and the problem was basically I was short on the good bacteria in my system. The bad bacteria had taken over, and so I had to change my diet. This was back in '07, so this is another thing that I had to deal with. And uh, I'm wondering how, why am I all of a sudden unhealthy? I've been healthy all my life, and um, so I had to deal with that. Um, people ask me why you can't eat this, why you can't eat that, and I was just like, I don't know. So. Anyway, um, so I'm at the Secret Service. I'm a fitness coordinator. I'm all this, and and um, so I'm going through this targeting. Um, my picture was taken on um, inauguration day. I have that picture on. Um, it's um, posted. Anybody want wants to see it? And uh, Donna, where is that all. picture posted? You mentioned that last week. How can we find that picture? Um, I have it on um, Elvira's Facebook page. She has it posted. 
And um, okay. I also. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, it's on it's on uh, Elvira's Facebook page. If anybody needs needs another um, copy of it, I can you know give it to them or if they need it, if they want to see it. Okay, and okay, so I'm I'm going through that. I, I, I and during this time, I'm dealing with all the stuff that's going on at the White House, the fence jumpers, people are constantly trying to get in. I remember uh, the guy shot the the um, AK-47 from Constitution Avenue. I was there when that happened. I actually. There was a girl that was there when it actually happened in the area where they where he actually shot the shots, and I actually um, took her place to stand there. Uh, this was like 15 minutes after it happened, and I had to stand there. This, so this is the, the actual spot where the where the rounds actually hit. So I'm there. I'm there for all of this. I'm there for uh, Aaron Alexis's. Um, when it happened to Aaron Alexis, I was at the uh, memorial service for that for the families, but the president went to go speak to the families. I was there to help for protection, not knowing that I was being going, what, that, that I was going through the same thing. And so these are all the things that I, that I was, I had, I witnessed and I, I actually spoke to the first lady and the, and the kids almost every night on the, um, the that, that picture that's on that virus page. I stood there every, almost every night and I spoke to the first family. They went to go walk the dogs and, and, um, and whenever they went out to the south grounds, I was I was I was there, and not knowing not knowing what was going on with me, and all this craziness around me. So I ended up resigning, and currently now I'm still going through all of the craziness as we speak, and that's why I'm here now, and that's why I spoke last week, um, giving the full story, and and what I want to do now is um, so Renata, should I explain? Uh, what I what I'm trying to do now, or oh yes, go right ahead. Did, whatever order you want to speak in, go right ahead. Okay, okay. So um, and 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 here we go again. I like I said I, earlier, I'm going through this at the White House now, and, I, and I'm, I've lost my job, and now I'm um, I'm I don't have a job. I'm uh, seeing helicopters and everything else every day of my life, and and now they know that I have this connection to the White House, so they're really targeting me but what what do I do every day every, every week I go Tuesday and Saturday I play basketball um I um I go out Fridays hang out with my friends just like it's nothing I, <laughs> I watch all of my, my TV shows that I like to watch I call people I act like and, and they all know that I'm going through this so so my friends and my family they see this but yet they're like, this guy's still living his life like it's nothing, you know, but I would still give that to I give that to God, having that inside of me. But, I, you know, all of us, we need to to, um, to use that, you know, to continue living your life, do everything that you love doing, listen to the music you love to listen to, um, and uh, any hobby you like, you know, do it. And so, um, and so what I want to do now is um, my story is so interesting, even like, I mentioned before, CNN, Inside Edition, they all, uh, my local network, they all wanted to hear it. But I'm here in Chicago by myself, so I can't really give, um, I can't really do too much because I'm by myself. So um, they all want this story. And so I believe that, and now I'm starting to hear from other people that this story can be used. Um, You know, we're talking about a young man who was, 
who even the FBI when I when I went to the FBI the, the agent told me she believed that I um I'm being you know um blamed for what what might have happened to my brother and they're they're doing it to me in another way and this is and now we're talking about things that were happening around the president with when I'm standing there with a gun and people are trying to make me go crazy and they're trying to destroy me and you see, I'm, I, and God is still blessing me, but they're still trying to destroy. It's like a spiritual battle. You know, the devil is trying to, trying to destroy me, but God is saying, Hey, I'm, I'm going to keep blessing them and blessing them. I'm using them. I'm using them. And I'm going to, I'm going to reveal all this stuff that you're doing. And he's slowly, he's slowly doing it. He's revealing everything that they're doing through me and, and everybody's starting to see it. And now I have, um, Fred Banks, I've been talking to, you know, he, he he's, has me contacting the Washington, you know, he's talking to the Washington Post, some post and he's trying to use my story through there. And, um, and he's also trying to help me with the lawsuit. So he knows that Fred Banks knows that this is, this can be big. We can use this. And it's not just for me. It's, it's, it can help me, but this, this can be, it can help, um, everybody. This, you know, we can put this out there. To, um, we're talking about the president now, but they're, they don't even care that this, you know, this, that I could have, just like Aaron Alexis, he went crazy and he just shot people. I could have did the same thing. I could have did it at the White, even if it's not the president. I could have just shot anybody, all my coworkers, just start shooting at them. You know, um, I could have did the same thing. So we're talking this about something big. And Fred Banks, he sees it. Jamie, uh, she's another um, targeted individual. She actually she wants to come here and do it. You know, if we can't do it by the news media, we can. Um, she, you know, because they, they're kind of, you know, I don't know if they, they could be kind of scared to take this type, type of story, but she wants to, like, literally come here and we can, like, do a documentary on my whole life on what happened with my brother and what they're trying to do to me and what happened around the president and the White House. We can really make this a big story, but you know, it's just us two. And now, you know, and Fred Banks and, now it's, you know, Elvira, she, she knows what's going on, and now Renata. But the thing is, we all have something, and like Renata said earlier, we, you know, we have to use what we what we have to um, to fight this. You know, we can we can kind of hit them where it hurts and expose it. The way we get through this is, is, is exposing it, and then we're gonna have to come together to do it. And this is one of the ways that if you're listening, if if you know how we can build this, you know, this is a way to build it. It may, it may not, you know. Stop the whole thing, but it, it helps. You know, any way we can, we can hit them some type of way. You know, this is a way of doing it. So if you're listening, uh, if you want to help um, Jamie come here, she's we we're, we're all we're both out of jobs, but we're trying to make a way for her to come here. If you want to do, donate to her her campaign that she has online, you can do it to get, you know help her come here. But we're trying to um, to put this out. I mean, I know. I've been going through a lot because I'm because they know that I want to do this, so they're coming after me. But I just say, hey, they're they're trying to kill me slow, slowly anyway, you know, through through torture. And um, hey, I I don't you know so what the heck? I have to you know you fight for your life. So like like Renata mentioned earlier. Um, so um, Renata, that's pretty much my story. <laughs> that's it. Okay. Well, I wish um, you and Jamie well in your efforts to expose this. Um, I admire anyone who is uh, brave enough to 
um, at least try, attempt to expose it, because that's very important. If we never get attention to our issue, then it's never we're never going to get out. Um, I have seen a few of Jami's, um, um, I don't know what you call them, uh, service, uh, public service announcements, PSAs, online, and she does quality work. She really does. I believe her name out there is My Rosa Parks Moment. Is that correct, Donald? Her uh, her YouTube page. I think I think it is My Rosa Parks Moment. If you guys want to yes. look her up, um, these things are not free to to put together. There are costs involved, and so as Donald mentioned, if anyone is interested in donating to uh, Jami so that she can get to Chicago where Donald is. Um, so that they can uh, try to come up with some sort of documentary or something that they can uh, release to the public for exposure purposes. That would be very good if you have an extra whatever you have, $5, $10, $1, whatever, um, if you can um, to help them with that effort. It would be appreciated. Okay. Oh, um, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Go ahead. I just wanted to uh, backtrack just one little thing real quick. It's kind of just to go back to what I was saying about, you know, when I was at the White House and I, um, and I, when, I when I was experiencing the really bad um, harassment, it was because why? It was because I had developed a good relationship with everybody and I was living my life. I was on the Secret Service. I was on the basketball team. I was on the flag football team. Uh, I, once again, I kept living my life and enjoying things, and they, and it was really making them mad. Uh, so you see how, you know, but you just can't stop. And still to this day, I'm still doing all the things that I love. It's hard to do it. Yeah, I know. But you still, you have to. And um, and <clears throat> like uh, Renata mentioned earlier, all things come together. It's going to be for the good. It seems like it's bad now, but you just don't know what good can come out of this. So, you know. Mm-hmm. That was it. And you are you are absolutely correct. It's, it's very important to go on with your life as much as you can as if you are not targeted. Yes, they're following you, harassing you, stalking you, hitting you with directed energy, whatever they're doing. But if you can, try to do something that you are used to doing and that you enjoy doing. Um, it's very important to keep any little piece of normalcy that you can in your life, especially if you're like a person like Donald and some others on this call who still have uh, some of their old connections, their old friends, their family members. That's beautiful. You guys are blessed. Believe me, you're blessed because most targets, those people are no more. Like they have isolated themselves from the target. So if you have people that are still willing to go out and do things with you, that's a beautiful thing. You should definitely not let that opportunity go by. You should Engage with as many people as you possibly can because we're human and humans need human interaction. You know, some people are um, are like myself, just kind of introverted and all that doesn't really excite some of us, but we still need it. You know, we need it. We need human contact. So if you still have that, then um, definitely that's something you could put on your gratitude list and you should really be taking advantage of it to get out and uh, to do things in the world because you deserve to do that. Okay, we have a question for you. Okay. Uh, Donald, from the chat room. 
Okay, Melfi in the chat room says, ask Donald, what does the stripper have to do with it at all? Like, where does the stripper come in to this? Why? Why do you think the stripper was in the equation? Uh, well, I just believe that they were waiting to see, um, waiting for me to mess up, uh, waiting for an opportunity to expose to expose it. Like, I, I believe I, I was, like, you and I talked about this before that I believe I probably was targeted before uh, before I even got there. Um, that's why this even all started to hit me from the from the from the beginning. But with the girl, I just believe that was an opportunity for them to say, "Okay, um, let's get him." You know, he's he's having like like um, one of the other TIs say, "I was having too much fun," so let's let them know that we're watching. Let's put an end to this. You know, and that's that's it. But do you think I think, you I think you mentioned last week that you do not believe that the stripper was sent to you as an infiltrator. You think that you genuinely met her, that she genuinely gave you her card and says, hey, I do massages, and that you, in your own words, hooked up with her a, a couple of times. But you don't think that has anything to do with your targeting. But then I think you said that you believe maybe later she may have been contacted and may have been involved later. I think you said that. I might be wrong. Yeah, I hooked. I uh, it was only two. It was only two times. The first time, um, you know, she gave me her card while I was there at the club, so I knew if she was just a random person there. So I knew she wasn't involved from the get go, and um, so I called her. You know, the first time, and right, right away, it was like it happened right away, and um, so I don't think she was involved the first time, but I believe after a couple of months, no, I know after my relationship, I um. I spoke to her again, and it took like. Okay. Oh, excuse me for telling you off. Your relationship with another person, right? Ending. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I was. A, yeah, I was in a five-month relationship with a girl that I met online, and um, and I when we, after we broke after we broke up, that's when I um I reached back out to the girl from the from the, the strip club, the masseuse. She claimed she was a masseuse, and so the second time, we hooked up. She was acting kind of funny um, while we were there, and then she received actually actually when we were done, she received a phone call, and she kind of and kind of like hurt, you know kind of ran up out of out of the not ran but like rushed out. So she was acting kind of funny. I don't know why it could, it could have just been somebody that she was talking to. I don't know, but um, so I think she might have had something to do with it after the second time. Somebody might have contacted her. And then every time, I think you said every time you did go to the strip club or just about anything in your life, you would get back to work, and lo and behold, you get an email referring to what you had done the day before. Exactly. And it was like a mass email that went out to everyone about going to those kind of places. It only happened, you know, when I went, after I went. Guys used to go all the time, you know, places like that. But when I went, that email went out like, I used to go on the weekends on my days off. So um, Monday morning, that's when that email went out. So I kind of recall something happened with the White House where a bunch of Secret Service men had got caught up in this big 
prostitution stripper ring, but wasn't that in another country? Yeah, that was in uh, Yeah, that was in Colombia. That that actually happened like before that was that happened before that happened with me. So that was probably about a year before that. Now Yeah, that's <laughs> people ask me, do I do I think that might have something to do with it? You know, they were cracking down. Yes and no. Yes, uh, they probably were cracking down, but the, part, the the issue that I have is if I have my fellow coworkers, I'm telling them what's going on with me, and I'm and and they're I know they're going too, even after the whole Columbia thing. And there's a difference between going and um. Well, no, I was going. No, that's not what I want. I want to say they were going, but nothing was happening to them. But it was it was happening to me. See what I'm saying? And for right. them to tell me, they were telling me, "Come on, let's go. You can go with us. Don't worry about it. They're, they're, you know, watch, watch. We're all gonna go. So let's and see if they're they're not gonna bother you." This is what they were telling me, and so that's when I knew it was just me. Yeah, yeah, but they, it, it, you know, just based on what you have shared here. Um, it just seems like they were kind of targeting you from day one. Yeah. Just seems that way. And some some strange way it just really seems all tied into your brother's situation. I don't know why it feels that way. I could be totally off the mark with that, but it it seems it just seems like it might be tied in. I don't know. Yeah. So do you have any regrets? Um, of leaving, do you feel that that experience, um, that entire experience, was a negative experience, or well, you are you know, glad I, I, that you that you had the experience? Well, you know what? One thing I could, some things that I can say is, when I was there, I was able to see a lot. I was able to, to experience a lot of things that uh, that a lot of people wouldn't be able to, to say they did. I was able to, to work around the president. I was able to travel and do a lot of things that a lot of people uh, wouldn't be able to do. I was able to, I even went to Russia before um, for, you know, for uh, for work, for for a detail. Um, I was able to do a lot of things. And and then for the first time, I was able to, I was able to, I had money and I was able to afford to do a lot of things that I wasn't able to do throughout my 20s and uh, earlier in my my life. So I was able to be financially stable. So it Provide a lot of um, a lot of good things. Now, fortunately, with 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 that, I had to deal with craziness. But at the same time, things that I was able to experience there, I you know, I can take that for the rest of my life, and you know, so. Mhm. Yeah. So, so I don't uh, was that I don't part of your job? Part of your job was to travel with the president. Did you do that often? Yeah, I did that. I, I did that often. Um, it wasn't a lot, but um, I would say once or twice a month I traveled. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot for the rest of us who don't go anywhere. Um, okay. And does anyone have any questions? Start eight. If you have a question or a comment for Donald, start eight. I think I can see the chat room. 
Also, Renata, I just <laughs> wanted to mention that. Oh. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay, like even when I, when I mentioned um, how I, you know, I still do the things that I like to do. I, and I still, I take my video camera, my, um, you know, my, my documented evidence, and I just still just encourage people to do that, continue to do that, because that's one thing I'm going to be able to use once if Jimmy comes here or any reporter. I have over 300 videos of what they're doing, and so this is another thing that I can present and use against, you know, against them. So it's, you know, once you're having fun and doing things that you love, now, you know, they're going to hit you for doing for you know for doing that. So just make sure you have you know be ready to document. You know, so oh, that's true. No, I, I have a question. Is any of your other family members targeted, whether they know it or not? Because sometimes we as targets, we're more, uh, well, we're sensitized to everything for one thing, but we do um, know the signs of being targeted. And sometimes uh, people that we know around us, we can tell that they're being targeted, but they can't. Do you know any of your other family members are being targeted or friends? You know, as far as I know, uh, I haven't. It all seems kind of pretty new to everybody. You know, they're all like, "Whoa!" You know. Now, I and I don't know if I, you know, I, I could be targeted because, like I said, I'm one of the guys in my family as far as the, the men who actually made it to do something real big. Now, mm-hmm. and then I, know, I know you mentioned earlier about how we're how we're set to be in like a system, like, you know, you know. That's kind of like a system that you're supposed to be in, and and and, mm-hmm. and, I, and I, always, I always bring up this that movie Divergent, where that uh, there's a girl in the movie who's, you know, she's 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 called the Divergent because she she doesn't fit into um you know different societies, and she mm-hmm. her mind her mind works in like a million different places, so she's called a Divergent. So they were like after her, and, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like with my situation, I didn't. You know, I'm one of the guys who made it from, you know, a family that didn't really don't really have a lot of money, and then you know, then I made it to the to the Secret Service, and they're like, okay, maybe he doesn't fit in here too. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, I, I or 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 also because I I made it to the system, and they didn't want me into that system. You know, like I just kind of you know I remember you mentioning that earlier, so I don't know. That can play a part, you know, as far as like my family and. But um, well, you know, you you bring up a point. I don't know if this is what you're uh, what you're saying exactly, but you just made me think of something that people might want to entertain or may not. But um, families get into uh, certain kind of modes, or you can call it generational curses, or I don't even know what I'm trying to describe because it just all came to my mind. I haven't had a chance to sort it out. However, what I'm trying to say is you can have families where um, teenage pregnancy is prevalent in the family. Uh, The mother may have had all of her children before the age of 20, and she may have had five children. She may have 10 children. She may have five different baby daddies, and then her daughters repeated that. Um, that whole uh, process, that's not the right word, but they, you know, that was repeated throughout the generation and then, you know, they didn't have a baby daddy in the house with them or, you know, they didn't get married and then the son 
were drug dealers or what have you, okay? What happened? Um, you could have had a family that is uh, very religious. My family was very religious. Um, you could have families who didn't believe in religion at all. Whatever it is, you, you can see that patterns will repeat in families and sometimes throughout many, many, many generations. So I can just look at my own family structure which definitely was not the worst. I don't want to make it sound like that, but we were dysfunctional in the same sentence. We were. I just have to be honest. Um, and I think all families are, personally. But I wonder if people can look back and see if you were that different one. That's where I'm trying to go with this. Because the the, the basic way that my family thought, I, was, I always thought different, very, very, very different from them, very different. And just to, to your point that you was making, I wonder if sometimes that gets you singled out. I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, but no, I was the one that thought outside the box. I was the one that was extremely open-minded in a very closed-minded family. Everything was taboo for them. Nothing was taboo for me. You know, so I was that different. I was the socially awkward one when everyone else was very outgoing. I was the one with no friends when they all had friends. I was the thinker, you know what I mean? So different. I felt different for whatever reason. In the same family with everybody else, with the same parents, I felt different. So, uh, and my thinking was just very different from theirs. Not to take anything away from them, but I'm just saying it is what it is. That's just the way it was. So I wonder if other people see something like that in their families? I, I Whatever you see, it made me think of that. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe that's what that's could be a, you know, what's going on in my case. Uh, like I said, a lot of the guys in my family, they got in trouble. They were, you know, didn't, and, you know, I told you how I made it to DePaul University, one of the best schools in Chicago, and ended up Secret Service. I was the one who did it, who did it, big out of the as far as the guys go and mm-hmm. i could have i could have been singled out for that you know mm-hmm. so that to me it makes it, it makes sense you know so you broke the mold you broke the mold right yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think that's interesting that's something worth kind of people kind of thinking about because i as you were saying that i was thinking yeah i could see some some things were some um, ways that I was very different from the rest of the family. And it actually used to concern my mother because I was so open-minded. I was just open-minded. I didn't have all these hang-ups and biases that my family seemed to have had. They're good people. I'm not saying that. But, you know, a lot of this stuff is just learned, you know, from generation to generation. You don't... um, You don't speak your mind, you know. I, I just... I never believed in that. I always felt like freedom of speech, you know, which my family, they didn't believe in that, you know, kind of like that go along to get along kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. Okay. We have uh, someone that has a question or a comment. Renata. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Who's speaking? This is New York. I have two questions for Donald. Hi, New York. Go ahead. Okay. Um, how are you doing, Donald? 
Oh, hi. I'm doing good. How are you? Okay, my first question is, how long did you work for uh, the as a Secret Service um, for the White House? I worked there five years. Five years. Were you fired or were you resi- or did you resign? Yeah, I, I resigned because of the harassment. I couldn't I couldn't take it anymore, so I I, I went on and resigned. But why? Uh, because I, I spoke to, um, I mentioned this last week, I spoke to my captain, who's like the head person over everything, and I explained to her what was going on. I explained to her everything from the beginning, like um, how the supervisors were giving me a hard time, and I, I told her about the um, the stripper girl. I told her everything. And she told me that, well, first she said, you know, I haven't heard anything bad about you. You, you, know, you. I think that you're a good worker. You know, you should stay. But she told me that um, that she thinks she thinks that I'm paranoid. She said she said I think that you're paranoid, and um, and so that kind of you know worried me a little bit. The fact that she just said that, and, and basically she told me she wasn't going to look into it. She just said you're paranoid. You know, just relax. But I let it go. And then when I spoke to her like, like months later about the same thing, I'm saying this is still going on with me. They're still doing this to me. She said the same thing. Don't quit. I think you're paranoid, and that was it. And I just I couldn't take it anymore. I didn't I didn't know who to trust. I didn't you know, and I I just had, I had to get out of there. So I you know I I quit and I came back to Chicago because I I didn't know who to believe. And I was did getting, you, see, you know, did you seek the advice of an attorney? Yeah, I spoke to multiple attorneys, and um, they either said they they don't take that kind of case or um, well. One specific attorney told me to file a um a complaint through the um equal opportunity employer and yes. um I, I okay and I did that and um when they when the uh the lady did the interviews with everyone, they all denied knowing anything. And um and they all said that I was the ones who who did speak, like the captain when they interviewed her, she said that um she thinks that I'm paranoid. So the lady told me who did the interview, she said, um, are you sure you just not, um, you're not just um, going through some something because you felt you feel bad for doing something with the, with the, with the masseuse girl? <laughs> you know, oh, she, they took it back there, huh? Yeah. She said, you know how we do something bad and sometimes, or, or, or what we think could be bad and we, you know, we, it kind of, uh, it kind of gets to us because we know that we did something bad and it, it messes with our conscience. So she says that. So that's when I said I had okay, you know, whatever. But so so that so that one particular attorney uh, referred me there, and when that didn't go through, I I spoke to many others, and they all said that you know they don't really handle that type of thing. They that you know you really will need proof and all this and need that, and so. Yeah. Well, once the EEOC denies your claim, most places will most if you're trying to sue your company most of them will make you go through the EEOC first once they deny your claim they should give you a right to sue letter you may have to request it I don't know if they give it to you automatically or you have to request it once you get that right to sue letter then you can proceed with a lawsuit if you choose to do so but like you said you still would have to find an attorney to represent you. You may be able to find a civil rights attorney, maybe, 
But you, you will need that right to sue letter, so you should um, try to get that from them. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Now, Renata, I just have two more questions for him. Did you seek the advice? Did you seek the advice of a psychiatrist? I mean, I know what you're talking about. You know what you're talking about, and Renata know what you're talking about. But did you seek the advice of a psychiatrist? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay, and my last, well, I just want to make a statement. You know when you resign, you can't get um, unemployment benefits when you resign from a job, unless you had good cause. If you can show that there was some form of discrimination or something like that, then you might be able to get it. But normally you don't get unemployment when you resign from a job. as long as And that's why I tell people, do not quit. They want you to right. quit. Do right. not quit. But I understand what Donald's saying, too, because he, could, he couldn't take it anymore. And it's better to leave than to do something that you're going to let it regret. But you are absolutely correct, New York. You have voluntarily quit, so you will not get unemployment in most situations. Right. Yeah, you're okay. right. And I... Okay, well, I'm sorry, you... Yeah, go ahead. No, no, that wasn't me talking. Go ahead, um, you two. Are you still there, New York? Yes. Okay, go ahead. No, I'm listening to his response. Oh, uh, well, when I quit, you know, I quit over just just over a year ago, and um, and I spoke to the unemployment, but they they were harassing me so bad. I just said I don't even want unemployment because they they were doing so much to me um, just for filing that complaint, and um, so I, I said I don't care about the unemployment. I didn't even bother um, even attempting. So. Um, I just let it go. You know, I probably Okay, shouldn't. I have a question, I have... Donald. Yeah. I have a question, but I think I know the answer. Um so it sounds like you found out that you were officially a targeted individual after you resigned, after you left the White House job, correct? Right. Exactly. Okay. Okay. After doing research okay. and talking to people and it started, you know, just finally came together that I was under some type of lit list, you know. Because <clears throat> at first okay. I thought I was just being bothered by somebody. Somebody was just, you know, someone that had had people. Somebody, had had person was just, you know, messing with me from the Secret Service. I thought it was the Secret Service. Are you presently working now? No, I'm not. Um, I've, I've applied to many jobs, and it seems like a lot of um, they all have some type of excuse. You know, they call me in for the interview, and then next thing you know, I don't hear. A, um, they're all excited. They, you know, we're going to get you in, and then next thing you know, I don't, I don't hear anything. That's been the pattern, you know. Well, so and I don't still, know still if you looking. were here last week, uh, New York, but Donald did share that when he got back to his hometown, Chicago, several of his friends um had given him jobs at their businesses. They have their own businesses. And you can you can recap that if you like, Donald, on what happened to your friends when they tried to hire you. Okay. The first person, he was an owner of a security company. Um, he told me, okay, he he knew what was going on. He said, okay, come on, come work for me. You'll be okay. So um, he put me through a two-day training. He told me to send off um, – my uh, my application for to, to receive a card to to, uh, to be able to do security. So once that card went out, it was um, it was processing. So as long as it was processing, I was able to work. I finished the two day training, and I'm I'm on the job. 
of course, I'm even doing security. I'm getting all these prank phone calls on my um on my cell phone. Even at work, I got a getting prank calls on the on the security phone. Then after about a week and a half, um, the owner, my friend, he tells me, "Hey, did you did you send out your um your um your letter for your FOI card?" And I said, "Yeah, I did." He's like, "You sure?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Okay, because I'm I just received a received a letter from the state saying I have somebody working for me illegally, and I've been in, in business for 15 years and I've never received anything like that." And I'm like, "You gotta be kidding kidding me!" So apparently, when I when I sent that card out and it was processing, they still wanted to you know, I guess mess with my um mess with the business by saying that you know that I was working illegally because because the car didn't come back, which it doesn't even have to come back. But the point is, they're they're watching and trying to mess things up, even with the prank calls. So um, so I I, I got tired and I quit. I quit again. <laughs> I know I should. You gotta, you, know. you gotta stop quitting. Yeah. But you know, is the thing is, if a lot of these, a lot of the times that I'm quitting, it's like I've been. The advantage of quitting is I've been able to come up with a lot of things and, you know, I've been able to do my homework just by being at home over the past year. I wouldn't have been able to find out a lot of things if I wouldn't have quit because I would just just continuously go to work and continuously get bothered and not knowing what the heck is going on. But see, now, since I've been home, I got so so much information, so many videos, so many things. I'm so educated now, now that now that I'm home, since I've been home. So it's been I, I think it's been helpful, in, in you know, as far as that goes. I think in some ways too. I think excuse me. I think in some ways too, you were helping your friends out because especially that second one was starting to be harassed and things. You know, yeah. I've heard uh, stories where uh, people who try to help um, targets and they have businesses, all of a sudden the fire department shows up and starts to give them all these code violations, and they just start to become harassed, you know? Right, because and that's what happens to the second person. Mm-hmm. Exactly, that's what happens to the second guy. He's receiving all these letters saying, you need this, you need that from his boss. The um, there's just all There was just all kind of things going on. He's actually seen the, the, the planes pulling over us and just sitting, well, no, helicopters sitting over us. Um, it was, so he, and, and he was actually getting prank calls on his phone call, I mean, on, on his phone. So he was actually going through the harassment as well. So I had, so I left him alone. So basically when I, by leaving them alone, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to prevent them from getting it too, you know, so. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm kind of feeling bad for them, so I just I just let it go. Yeah, you, you're doing them a favor because they're making it obvious that your friends are going to be targeted next. Yeah. And then you said that, that you found a young lady that you thought you might want to date, and then the next thing you know, she got ran off the road. Right. I first, well, the first, uh, after the first date, um, no, after the first conversation, I realized she wasn't even receiving some of my text messages. Like they were being intercepted. So I had to keep constantly keep letting her sending her things. And she said, "Oh no, okay, okay, okay. I finally got it. I finally got it." So after the first date, well, the, during the first date, I realized it was the police officer sitting at the restaurant that we went to, just sitting there acting as if he was just there. But uh, you know, I knew he was there for you know to intimidate me. And then um, 
a day later, and that's when she called and told me that um, this guy ran her off the road. Um, he just drove off, and she needed, like, help getting her car fixed. And so that's when I, I kind of put two and two together. I'm like, oh, my goodness, they're, they're messing with they're, they're trying to put a stop to this. So I, I left her alone, and I really haven't dated since then. Which is their goal. I wonder if you meet someone, um, and this is for anybody, if you meet someone and you just tell them right up front, this is, I have to be honest, I, you know, I really like you. I'd like to have a second date. Um but I need to tell you something. And you just lay it out and let them decide if they want to go on. Because, I mean, everybody deserves to have a companion if they want one. But I do think that it's only fair that you let the person know what they're getting into. So if they choose to go on with the relationship, then, you know, you'll have a hopefully a good relationship with someone. You know, I wonder if you take that approach. That way you can still date, you know what I mean? But the person knows right. what they're getting into. Yeah, you're right. But me, I feel like uh, I feel like that's that's true for for a lot of us. But I believe in my case, I I um I just feel like I need to do some things first and then get involved. You know, I believe I have some things to do, and I'm work. You know, that I'm working on. And Mm -hmm. the women, the the men, for the ladies too. The men, they're going to be there. The women, they're going to be there. So we, I'm not even going to worry about it. Well, good for you. Uh, New York, did you have any other questions? We have another person that has a, a question. Yeah, I just wanted to make uh, one little quick statement. Um, now, right now, at this particular point, Donald, you have no income coming in. You know, I mean, maybe your family is well, well off or you save money, but you don't have any money coming in. So that's why usually it's better for them to fire you than for you to quit. At some point in time, they'll find a reason for you that they'll say there's no work available, and then you can go collect unemployment uh, benefits. So you do have that right. So I wouldn't give that right up. If if I've earned enough credits to collect unemployment benefits, you know what? I'm going to fight like hell to get it. Okay, I'm finished. Okay, but you have to remember, New York, this is all stuff. This is all hindsight. Hindsight is 2020, as we know. So this is all stuff that he knows now. This is all stuff that I know now, but when I almost picked up my purse and quit because they were harassing me so bad at work, I thank God that I didn't do it because I didn't even think about the fact that I wouldn't get my unemployment. I didn't even think about how I'm going to explain to the next potential job if I get another interview that how I'm going to explain that I just got up and quit. You know, right. because you you really can't say, oh, I'm being targeted. You know, you never would right. get the job that way. So now that we know what we know, but your information is still good because it's very true. If you quit, you have volunteered to quit, and that's why they harass you at work because they want you out of there, but they don't want that liability of firing you because they really don't have a legitimate reason to fire you. So they try right. to put the pressure on you to quit. So your information is good for anybody who works, you know, is absolutely correct what New York is saying. Try your best not to quit. Um, I, I took a leave of absence because they broke me. They broke me down with this program. These people were so, for those of you who never had a breakdown with this, you are blessed because they, they broke me down. Um, and I did. I took like three three months. I think I took three months off of work through disability. 
Um, and I still didn't know I was targeted at that point. I just knew that something was happening. So uh, if you if you have to and you have the type of benefits that will allow you to, then take some time off if that's what you need to do just to kind of uh, gather yourself together. But definitely try not to quit because that's your means of taking care of yourself. That's your independence. That's the way you were you know, thriving in life, and they want to—they want to pull our lives apart, all of our lives apart, piece by piece. So your 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 job is your livelihood. That's how you pay your bills. That's how you drive your car. That's how you get food. That's how you you know whatever you do. So you are correct. Try really try to hang in there, but I'm telling you, it's hard. It is hard. But before you do it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let them fire you, but you. If you say a person starts a job tomorrow and everything just seems beautiful, take notes from the day your big toe touches, touches right. that building. Take your notes. I don't care how nice those people seem to be because if you're targeted, it turns on you fast sometimes. Not for right. everybody. Just speaking for me. Not for everybody. But I've heard the stories and I know what I go through every day. And I know what I'm going to go through when I get there tomorrow. So take notes, take notes, take notes, because you never know. You may have to fall back on those notes one day. So that's that's excellent advice, New York. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. I'm going to put you back on hold. And, Donna, we have another comment for you or question. Not sure which one. Let me see. Put her on hold. But see, the thing is, um, when you get your next job, Donald, you're going to be so much uh, stronger because now you know what you're working with, see, and and knowing is everything. You just didn't know what was happening back then. Right, and the guy, Scott, before, he just mentioned that how, you know, being educated on things is, you know, really can help you, you know. I heard him mentioning that earlier, just a little bit earlier. Oh. Yeah, that's You're true. Right. Okay, Melfi, I'm trying to unmute you. I don't think I'm connected. Let's see what I need to do to get connected here. Because you do have someone that has a um, comment for you. Oh, hi. Can you hear me? Hi, who's this? Is this Melfi? This Melinda? is Melinda. This is Melfi, yeah. Uh, hi, Don. You have a, a wonderfully intriguing story. It would be a wonderful film script. Uh, I do have some questions, and I think you have to have, you, Donald, have to have every blank filled in uh, without being by rote or scripted. Just really know your story as best you can know it. Um let me see. I asked about the stripper, the guys in Columbia. Melinda, Melinda, excuse me. Let me just interrupt one quick second. Donald, Melinda has a background in um, movies and Hollywood. So that's why she's using those, that, that type of language yeah, I, when, she, when she says you would have a good um, film script and things, just, just to give you that history of Melinda. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Um, I can tell you some books if you wanted to write an outline, but you really have to, without being scripted or or rehearsed, just know your story and your soul so nobody can trip you up. It's intriguing because um, where did these perps come from? And 
what is the what is the time relationship between the the time your brother was uh, I'm assuming alleged allegedly murdered someone and you went to college is there a gap there? Uh, it, it seems like maybe you got into college on an affirmative action thing. And then you have to ask yourself, why you? In other words, were you pegged from before? Because this is what I'm trying to figure out with my life also. So I'm asking you questions that I have asked myself. Uh, is there a relation, do you think? Of how can you tie things in? And it's really hard. I have no idea why this is happening to me, who, when, where, why, anything. So I'm intrigued with other people's stories. And um, that you got into the White House as a Secret Service while being perped, I mean, that's an anomaly uh, unto itself to me. And how can you be perped in the, in the, in the White House when, when you have nothing but security all around and cameras, the whole thing? I mean, well, is somebody Melinda, orchestrating your life I, in such a... Wait, Melinda, Melinda, I can answer yes. that how, can be, how anyone can be perped with security all around because security is involved. They're the ones involved. They're the ones orchestrating the whole thing in some cases. And it sounds like that's what was happening in, in Donald's case. Do you think he was placed uh, in secret service uh, by the security and or by his perps so they could watch him, uh, really watch him? To me, it sounds like his entire, I won't say entire existence, but a large part of his life was orchestrated. That's the way it seems to me. Yeah, it does but, kind of. And uh, but you fabulous. mentioned uh, affirmative action. Affirmative action has been abolished for a while, so I don't think you got oh. in, you know, through. Okay, I, I'm, I'm not sure of the time of the time frame of the whole thing. Except, who was your president? Were you in while Bush was in? That would have been 2007, 2008, and Obama came in 2008. So was Obama the only president you were working for? Yeah, I came in right, literally right after he was elected. So in 2000, I got in oh, okay. April of 2009. Oh, okay, so. okay. I think it's a fabulous story. Of course, you don't know the ending, but um, in life we don't know the endings. We we have no control over the outcome, it seems, even less now. But, uh, boy, if you could write it up in a three-page treatment, I think it would be terrific. Also, uh, Renata, and I say this to everybody, I'll tell you where I think there's a main problem with all of us. And I wish somebody could put their heads together to solve this problem. So many have fabulous evidence. Donald has uh, 30 or 300 tapes, whatever. We have physical evidence. But the minute we leave that evidence, the minute I leave my evidence in my apartment, I go marketing and come back and I haven't taken it with me. I've lost a chain of command. They can come in and corrupt the evidence, wreck the evidence, which they have done. They have stolen evidence. So I ended up taking all this stuff with me everywhere I go and it, it just got to be too much. And... Um, so with me, all my evidence is, is lost to chain of command. There were breaks when it was not guarded under lock and key uh, in the U.S. Treasury. Do you know what I'm saying? There's not a lab we can send our stuff to when it comes up to make sure we can get a report on what it was. There's just that, and that's why the proof always seems to go down the drain. It does literally and figuratively. Am I making any sense? If we had got, could get a lab or a scientist or someplace to send the stuff to keep it safe and untampered with, 
I don't know. Well, you know, it, it is best to keep um, to keep your evidence in more than one place. Maybe send it to someone that you trust. Send a duplicate, not your original, to so someone that you trust. But yes, that mm-hmm. that is a problem. Um, you should also get an external drive. They have some that have a lot, a lot, a lot of space on them for pictures and documents. Yeah, I'm talking hair fibers. I'm talking carpet fibers. I'm talking, you know, the real physical evidence. Okay. Well, I'm so not, not sure. just the, not just the tapes or the pictures or whatever. Well, you know, it, if you can if you can cut some of that stuff in half, I guess, and 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 keep half of it with you and half with someone else. I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's uh, I I rack my brains about it every day. Who would I send it to? And of course, they since I have uh, they're in my eyes and they're in everything about me. They would know where it was sent. They know what I'm thinking before I even think it. So it's it's a tricky issue. It's a tough issue, I think. And then uh, people say, "Well, I I want to sue. I've got so much evidence." Well, my gosh, you know, a good lawyer can blow most of that evidence out of the water. Where did you get that? Well, how do we know you got it on April 5th? You know, it, it's really hard. I guess that I've true. seen a lot of CFI stuff, but you see how they guard this stuff. And remember in O.J. Simpson trial, by the way, which is proving to be a total hoax, that the chain of command was broken, the chain of evidence, and Marsha Clark really nailed that thing. And it really made an impression on me because I'm thinking, gee, if you want to hide something and somebody's watching you, where do you hide it? That's true, Miranda. Very true. Yeah, and for me, in my case, it's it's really hard because I I know they're watching my every move. So I just pretty much I keep everything wherever I go. I just do like you. Well, God love you, but Don, you know, Don, they've got your number. You're, you're kind of like me. Um, they know how long your middle finger uh, fingernail is. Do you know what I mean? Yep. yep. <laughs> they got us pretty exactly. pretty down. Oh, I do want to ask Renata, did you get the video I sent you yesterday? No, I'm sorry, I didn't. You sent oh, shoot. Yesterday. Okay. Oh, no, darn. Okay. No, Melinda, you, I may have it in my email, but I didn't check email yesterday. Oh, okay. Okay, I sent it yesterday to Robert Duncan and Dwight uh, Magnum and you and uh, two others. It's, it's uh, potentially extremely important. Well, it is important. Thank you. Okay. I will look at it tonight. Thank you so much. Okay, okay. And Renata, by the way, uh, boy, if you just walk in to court with the pictures of all these police and fire trucks around you and, and you have a time on them and then say, see if there was a 911 call for any of these things, to show the, your city the waste that they're, that they're going through, how Oakland's throwing money away. Uh, keeping you under, you know, full military, if you will, or police security guard, and there's nothing going on. That would, as a citizen, make me furious. So you yeah, have another I, little I, I, story I tried, going on right there. <laughs> I've tried showing my evidence to different um, city officials. They don't want to see it. They don't want to see it. They even, don't want to even the heavy police involvement and the highway patrol and the fire trucks following you, and nobody's intrigued with that? No, no, they're intrigued wow. with uh, saving the city from lawsuits and things like that. That's oh, okay, okay. That's that's more of their interest. Um, okay. But you know, it is it is what it is. I just have to go through what I go through. But it, you know, it's just very important to keep ourselves grounded and mentally healthy. Yeah, well, and I really admire you for um, 
boy, going there every week, I know it's tough, especially when they put up, you know, the world to stop you. Uh, congratulations. Well, you know, I like to do other things with other targets. No one wants to have to go down there alone or do any activism alone, but I really uh, feel a need to stand up for myself. Uh, I just wish that there were other targets willing to. Ken, uh, is there somebody who maybe isn't a target who can accompany you? I think two or more is very important. It's it what's is. keeping keeping me uh, from uh, doing some stuff is I have nobody to go with. Yeah, yeah. And see, I'm one of those people, I don't let that stop me. Um, I used to, but I, I, I've come to realize that if I wait for somebody, I'll never do anything. So I just do it by myself. Yeah. I, I would love to be with other people. That's that's better, that's safer, it's more effective. Boy, I have a feeling in Oakland there are quite a few TIs who are there just are. scared and, and the I, shit I do know part, some. Me. Yeah. yeah, I know some, but they just, you know, they don't get involved. So what do you do? You know, what do, what do you do? And then there's other ways of activism. I don't even uh, feel like I have to go to City Hall. But, I, you know, I don't know what else to do because there's no one willing to, to really do anything. So. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, you just do what one person can do and pray on it, and maybe God will send someone. I don't know. But until then, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Well, keep us posted on your Tuesday mornings. <laughs> I will. I will. And one of the things they do with me, because you mentioned, um, you know, getting with other people who are non-targeted, one of the things they do with me is they discredit me heavily. And uh, it's not just me. That's what they do to target. But they make sure. <laughs> they make sure that I'm not able to hook up with anyone else. They have yeah. several of the um, the activists that come down there. They have several of them targeted me as well. Hmm. So, what about uh, now, do you go to a beauty salon? No, I do not. You do not. Do you I, go to church? No. You do go to church, don't you? I do, and I get targeted there as well. Uh-huh. Yes, I do. Um, I, yeah, I do. do you have any acquaintances at, at the church, or do you think they're all perps? Uh, most of them have become involved over the years. In a bad way? Yes. Oh, uh, that's too bad. Yep. But it is what it is. Boy, they, just, they just put a javelin in my shoulder when I asked you those questions. My little uh, oh, sickies around here just got me. Oh wow! So yep, that, it is, it is. They do listen. They hear everything, and they they they're all set to pounce. Yeah. Okay, Melinda. Do you have any other? Okay. No, that's it for me. And uh, have a wonderful week, Renata. Thank you. And Thank I respect you. you a lot. Thank you so much. I respect You're you welcome. as well. I'll talk Thank to you, you soon. Okay. Okay. Donald, you still there? Oh, yeah, I'm still here. I'm trying to see. I have a couple other people that want to speak, but I don't know if my thing is working right. Okay, I'm oh, trying. There's one thing I can recommend to Don, if I may say really quick. There's a little book uh, by Sid... 
S-I-D or S-Y-D, field, S-I-E-L-D. It is, it's a small little book on like how to write a screen. It's called Screenplay. And it's a little paperback book. Uh, you, you might be able to get it online or, or you know, look through it. But he, it's really easy, and it's how to set up a screenplay. And for you to write a, a three-page um, synopsis or treatment, that book would be golden for you. Oh, okay. All right. And it no, might also true. jog your memory. might also jog your memory as you start oh. to write down the points he mentions. It'd be a very good uh, um, primer for you. Primer is like the first book you get. It's a it's a good primer. In fact, many screenplays... I took Sid Field's class, and I wrote five screenplays. Many screenplays that have won Academy Awards were based on the information that he gives in that book. It's very, very simple, the, the structure of a Hollywood screenplay. Very simple. The difficulty comes in making it interesting and unique from a different point of view. And I think your story is the most unique thing I've ever heard. It is. It's very interesting. Yeah. Maybe that maybe that could be the purpose. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> Let me tell you something. There there is a uh farmer by the name of Percy uh, first name was Percy, so we'll just call him Percy. I cannot remember his last name. But he was a small time farmer had his little farm, you know, was able to take care of him and his wife. I think his children were adult children. Um, Lives in somewhere in Canada. And he went up against Monsanto's. Most people know who Monsanto's is. They make all the stuff for your garden and your grass and your wheat and feed and all of that stuff. Well, they're actually heavily involved with this whole New World Order plan. Yes. And one one of the things that Monsanto does is they put the small farmers out of business because they're this giant corporation. So they were into cross-pollinating the, uh, the crops. They came up with this thing that if any of the farmers had any of their seeds on their property, that they owned most of their land. And by doing that, they were running a bunch of the small mom-and-pop farmers just trying to make a living, selling at their local farmer's market, and just enough, you know, barely enough to, to live off of. They, well, they were running them out of business. Well, this one guy, um, older guy too, um, Percy, he came on this call. He said no, uh-uh. He stood up against them. And when he stood up against them, he took every dime he had and he fought them. And he won. And out of the woodwork came all these other farmers just came out of nowhere. And they started rallying around him. And before you know it, the long story short is now he's traveling all over the world. He's teaching these farmers how to take their power back, how to stand up against these giant corporate bullies, and how to keep their their farm going. So, what what I'm saying, where where and that, and you guys can find that in archives. He's a very nice man uh, in my archives. I think it was about a year ago he came on this call. However, what I'm trying to say is, Donald, you never know the purpose for any of our lives. You know what I mean? Maybe this is a way where God is using you because I I I truly don't believe that you are the only uh, Secret Service person that has gone through this kind of um, abuse in the workplace or this targeting. You know what I mean? 
Right. And yeah. so sharing your story is 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 very admirable and is, is very good, and you never know who you're helping, and you could be empowering someone who's going through something similar in a position like that um, that's afraid to speak up. So like Melinda said, you know, try to get it on the, on the screen in some sort of film, big screen, book, memoir, you know, something, because it could really help someone. You never know. Because okay, I okay. think about that farmer. I think about that farmer who took on giant Monsanto. Monsanto's is huge. That is huge. And yeah, they made Agent H- H- Orange. They're really not good. They're not good. They're not good. And this man has empowered farmers all over the world to 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 stand up to these bullies. So you never you never know, Donald. You never know what God has in store for you. So just stay strong and, and keep at it. Okay, okay. I appreciate it. No problem. Okay, thanks, Melinda, thanks, thank Melinda. you so much. Okay. Oh, so we're ready. So I'm going to unmute James. James has a comment. Hi, James. How are you? Oh, hi. How are you? Can you hear me good, okay? The, the, uh, yes, we can hear you. Do you have a question or a comment for Donald? Um, no, not not per se. I'm, I'm walking past the dryer. Okay. Well, we're um we're talking with Donald right now. So if okay. you don't have a question or a comment, then I'll put you on hold, and we're going to open it up for everybody in just a moment. Okay. Okay. Thank you, James. Ready? Star eight. If you would like to um, ask Donald a question or you'd like to comment on anything he said, type it in the chat room, and I will read it out. And I apologize if you guys had already typed something in the chat room and I did, and I missed it because uh, my uh, computer got disconnected several times. So if I missed your comment, then um, retype it in, please. All right. We have a question or a comment from Indiana. Hello, do you have a question or a comment for Donald? Hey, Renata, it's Lauren from uh, Northwest Indiana. How you doing? Good, Lauren. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm taking it one day at a time. Yes, number one for Donald. I've, I listened to you last week and today. Donald, I really think, don't worry about your position with the CIA. There'll be something bigger and better for you. I mean, remember, good in the Bible, a good man may fall seven times and get up. You know what I'm saying? It's only to open the door for a better, a bigger and better one, and more importantly, blessed, because it doesn't matter about the money or position. If you're being hounded and mobbed and stressed, why make, like all targets, they made our money come so hard to us. You know what I mean? Yep. Right. I, I don't know. When I was stalked out of my job, it was, you know, even though you get the paycheck, I was just like, but look at what I have to, you know what I mean, suffer. And you watch right. coworkers unstalked. You see what I'm saying? So my money came very hard to me. I couldn't even enjoy it. So I wish you best, and really trust me, God has something even bigger and better, and honestly, for all targets. He has something better. Renata, as far as your question about, I think you mentioned it um, 15 minutes ago, if you should meet someone, should you tell them? I personally feel absolutely, regardless if that person may not be targeted or a perp. Everybody deserves to know what's going on, mm-hmm. because I find it deception. It's deception. I agree. Yeah. So I could not. I agree. It's it's like you know, if you if you if you meet.
date someone that has a life-threatening disease, wouldn't you want to know? Yeah. If you meet someone that is uh, bisexual or gay, nothing against those people, but I'm saying I wouldn't want to enter into a sexual relationship with someone like that because the risk is higher for, you know, AIDS or something. Wouldn't Isn't it that other person's right to know? That's how I feel. I think you I know, find it, let, yeah, yeah. I find it deceptive not to tell. Exactly. And by laying all your cards on the table, you're giving that person choice. And when you give other people choice, it shows you respect yourself. You can't have choice without respect. That's what makes our whole program. Are they not disrespecting us? They're not giving us choice. It's highly right. wicked and highly disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Bullying is disrespectful. That's true. It is. Absolutely, I would tell anyone. Absolutely. Well, good for you. I hope everyone takes their stance because, you know, these people are coming into a world unknown to them. We haven't even quite figured all of this out. No, we haven't, Renata. I I agree. I would lay it out on the table. I would say, hi, my name is Lauren. And really, I'm a targeted individual. And, oh, by the way, are you a Satanist? That's where I'm at right now. Boom. I want to know. You know, and and I don't know if 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 I would feel obligated to do that. And I'm married, by the way, so this didn't even really apply to me. But I'm just saying, if you know, if I were dating or something, if I wasn't married, and I was dating or something, I don't think I would feel obligated to tell the person the first day I met them. But if I decide, if we decide, you know, we're gonna go on another date or another date, mm-hmm. you know, two or three more dates, then at some point, you know. Uh, if, you, if you think that yeah. person's going to be a regular in your life, I, I think that it's only right. Yes, it is. Uh, knowing me, I'm single. I'm going to tell them as quick as possible because, I don't know, my perps seem to be attacking anybody I, you know what I mean, come involved with. So for me, I'm going to tell them right away. And knowing me, as straightforward as I am, I would probably ask them straight up and straight out, have you been sent to me <laughs> No, people then have tried to be my friends. I've asked them, are you a Satanist? And when I get that hesitation, I said, get away from me. (laughs) Get away from me. It's a shame, but you have to do that. You have to ask I'm very blunt. This program has made me very blunt. I don't mean to be rude or hurt anyone, but I'm very blunt. Right. Exactly. But thank any, you, Renata. Any other thank you. Uh, comments, Lauren? Do you have anything else you'd like to say? No, Renata. Thank you so much for the time. And again, I enjoy your show. I just want to let you know. Thank you so much. And, and feel free to chime in again if you like. Oh, thank you so much, Renata. Okay. Bye. Put Lauren on hold. We have a comment in the chat room, Donald. Still there? Yeah, yeah still here. Okay, Cheryl Madison in the chat room would like to know if you have ever considered suicide. Uh, no. No, not at all. Good for you. Good for you. That shows how strong you are. Very good. Hey, Renata, can I make a comment real quick? Yes. Okay, um, this is, you know, kind of a, uh, like a spiritual um, piece of motivation for everybody. And I, and when I went to church a couple of weeks ago, the, the, um, the pastor, he, um, he preached this saying, 
and um, he mentioned it like at least over 20 times. And he and this whole saying is, and this, this is for all TIs, and and it can go for all of us. It's um, and it says, I'm sorry. It says, um, uh, God, He blesses you, He breaks you, and then He sends you off to the world, and um, and He kept saying that like over and over again in the sermon and he, and I just thought about my situation and I, and I know a whole lot of TIs how we all had we were blessed with you know good jobs and and I'm, I'm hearing all you know a lot of people's stories and they're all good people with good jobs and then they're all of a sudden you know going through this and they you know and then that's it's, it's, it's the process like you said you know God we all were blessed with these, with these jobs and good careers, and then and then we got it taken away. So it's we're 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 blessed, then broken, and then we're sent off to the world. So um, in my situation, I'm you know I was blessed with this with this job with it with that career. I'm broken, and now you see the opportunity to me to for me to present it to everybody, send it out to everybody, and you know and be a blessing to somebody else. And that's how we all have to look at it. And I think that that sermon kind of stuck with me and it still does. And I think it makes sense for all of us. So that was it. It does. It does make sense. Yeah. That is so true. And I, I feel like I've been torn down but built back up the way that God wanted to build me back up. Yeah. We all have to go through through these experiences. Okay, we do have another comment. Um, Star 8, if you would like to speak or type your comment, or question in the chat room. And this is California. I'm trying to unmute. Hello. Do you have a question or comment for Donald? Hi. Can you hear me? I can. Yeah, yeah I hear you. Oh, okay. Um, I'm trying not to cry, okay, because I know that's a sign of weakness, but. No, it's not. No, it's not. Who, who's speaking, first of all? This is uh, Cheryl Madison from Sacramento, California. Um, Hi, Cheryl. <laughs> yes. Um, I have um, been going through this since, uh, since 10, 2010. I'm kind of reserved because I know that they're listening, and they got me pretty much to the point where I'm docile and afraid of them because they are numerous. And I hear that you guys have had long careers and lengthy careers, but I have been on welfare my whole life. And I've had kids my whole life. You know, I'm not rich. I've never had a good job. Um, I've depended on government assistance my whole life. And now look at me. How did I go from that to being targeted 24 hours a day, all for my neighbors, law enforcement, helicopters, police dogs, police involvement. I'm trying to figure out how did I go from that to, I've done, I'm not a whistleblower, okay? I'm I'm just uh, normal. And I asked the question, you know, have you ever considered suicide because we don't got no life. There's no life for us. And uh, my son just walked in, so 
I'm going to end it right there. Well, okay. Will you still be able to listen? I'm listening. I'm just putting my phone on mute. Okay. Because I would like to, and, and, and I'm sure Donald has some, some thoughts on what you said, too. First of all, um, first of all, some things are an option and some things are not, okay? So the suicide, we just need to remove that option from the table. That's not even an option, period, because you deserve to live. God gave you your life, and when, it, when he calls your number, you'll have to answer but you don't need to get to heaven sooner than he invites you there, okay? So do not let these people break you. I've been there, two bottles of pills in my hand with children and a husband. So I was going to leave all that behind because probably some signal they were sending to my mind or something because I don't even believe in suicide because I personally don't think you go to heaven if you commit suicide. That's my own way of thinking. Um but they had me in that place, so I can totally relate to what you're saying. So just remove that option for uh, from the table and decide that you're going to live and that you're going to survive this. All these people on this call, and there's probably close to 30, um, on this call, we we can relate to that. We've all been to a bad place with this. But somehow we've, we have found strength within us, the strength that only God can give us, really, even for the people who don't believe in God. God is getting you through this. Um, So just rely on him. And it is hard, but hard never means impossible in my mind. It just means it's just that much harder. You don't live far from me. um, I live in Oakland. I don't know if you know that, but I live in Oakland, which is not far from where you are at all. I have lots of family members in um, Sacramento. And some people that come to this call is in Sacramento as well. At least two people that I could think of live up there. I'm not sure which part of Sacramento you're in, but I would be interested in knowing. I'll give you my phone number. Um, But just decide. Just decide to live. And then once you made that decision, just start taking measures to get yourself in in the, the best place that you can possibly be mentally. You're going to have to take care of your mental health. That's for everybody because you have all of these people, all of these resources, all of these machines and humans and all kinds of stuff coming against you physically, coming against you mentally, and that is very taxing. That's taxing for anybody. Outside of the normal stresses we have trying to survive, and as you you said, um, you get government assistance, and I know that that is not a lot to live off of, so that's stressful in itself. I don't know where in Sacramento you live, but I know there are some rough parts of Sacramento. I know there's some gangs there. I don't know what kind of environment you're in in Sacramento, but I know that it can't be rough up that way. But you can you can get through it. No matter what it is, you can get through it. These people are, you know how they say about dogs, when their dogs smell the fear, they keep coming after you? It's the same with these people. Even if you don't feel strong or feel brave, fake it till you make it. Just try. Just try. Take tiny little bitty steps until you feel stronger. Do things to empower yourself. Go on YouTube and listen to videos that will empower you, read stuff that will empower you, talk to people on the phone that will empower you. So surround yourself with people that will empower you. 
until you can empower yourself. But once you get to the point where you can empower yourself, you're on the right road because you, you're you going to have to be the one to pick yourself up when you feel down. You're going to have to do that. Nobody else can really, really do that. But until you can get to that point where you're really taking care of yourself, surround yourself with people and information that can help you to get where you want to be, really. And like Donald said, live your life as if you're not targeted. He still goes to play basketball. He still hangs out with his friends. Some of us don't have that option because they make sure there's no one around us, but that's okay too. Create your own reality. It might sound so far-fetched to a target, but I believe that we can create our reality or at least get very close to it. I really do. If you like going to the movies, you used to go to the movies with 10 friends, go to the movies by yourself. But guess what? You're still at the movies, <laughs> you know? And like, like with Donald, he enjoys playing basketball. Well, maybe all the guys may not want to go, but he can still go. So it's just a matter of how you look at things. It's not that you can't do these things. It's really that you don't want to because, and I'm not talking to you, ma'am, to you, Cheryl. I'm saying for, for any of us, including myself, when I was staying in the house because I was afraid because every time I went out the door, there was a police on a bicycle on every corner of my house every morning when I would leave at 5 in the morning, there was police on every block on bicycles, and that's the truth. I was terrified because I knew they were there for me because everywhere I went, police were around me, and to this day, that still happens all these years later. But at some point, I decided. Nobody told me to stay in the house. I was doing that because they had me afraid and because they were doing all their mind control tactics. Once you decide that you're going to live and not die, are you going to live until you die? Until God calls you home, you have a life to live. And, yes, they will definitely throw monkey wrenches in there because they do it for all of us. We're targeted. That's what they do to targets. But you still need to go on. When I read, oh, yes, yes, let me just make this one last point. I read in a book because I ordered every targeted individual book I could find on the Internet once I found out I was targeted. And I remember reading in one of the books that if a person, if they, if these perpetrators can get a target to commit suicide, then they get promoted and there's a celebration, like a party, almost like the party they had for Whitney Houston when Clive Davis and them was one floor down party and when she was upstairs drowning in the bathtub. That was all ritual stuff. This stuff they do to us is ritual stuff too. It's just a different level because it's all it's all connected with all of that stuff. But once I read that, that they, they have a celebration, they get promoted, I don't know what that did, but that turned on a light bulb in my head and I said they will not celebrate off of me killing myself, leaving my two beautiful children behind. No. So you just have to find a little reason that kind of ticks you off about this whole program that will keep you going, that will make you say, no, not today. Um, no, that's a missed opportunity. You're not going to make me kill myself. Now, I can't stop you from doing it. I wouldn't want you to, but if you do, nothing I can do about that, but I bet you I'm not going to do it to myself. So live. Decide to live. 
Go ahead, Donald. Okay, no, I was just gonna um just say something about what you what you're talking about now. Um it's pretty much the same thing. Um even when I was at the White House, you know, I had a gun and they were doing this to me and um I'm having all these headaches and I mean if that did cross my mind but I you know, at the time I I'm just kinda like Renata, you know, my opinion is, you know, if you I'm not I'm not gonna do that and and risk, you know, not going to heaven and Man, plus I'm not. I don't want them to win. Whoever's doing this, they're gonna win. If you know, if you go ahead and you know and kill yourself, because I also I heard that someone actually did that um, about a year before I quit. It was a Secret Service guy. He um, I think he was cheating on his wife or something, and he got caught, and um, and he killed himself. And um, but but bottom line is, it's like you know, if you do it, they they win, and you don't you you just even like now, with all this going on with me, it's the same thing. I, you know, you want them to, they, they want to destroy you. That's why I, I said, I, I like Renata just said, I, I, I go out, I play basketball, and I, I make it a a, um, a priority to go order some of some of my favorite foods. Like, I, I'm on a strict diet, but I still try to order, order my favorite foods from my favorite restaurant, and I eat and I eat right in, in my house, and, and so they can see me eating good, you know, <laughs> just enjoying my favorite meal, just a lot of little things that they don't want you to do, you know. That's that's how you want to live, you know. You want to let them see that you're that you're winning, you know. So that's it, Renata. Very good points. Yeah. Um, as you were talking, Donald, this scripture came to my mind. I hope I'm quoting it correctly, but there's a scripture that uh, where the Lord says, "I wish that you will have life and have life more abundantly." God's plan for our life is for us to have an abundant life. And Donald and I were talking before this call, and we were saying how out of this bad experience, good things can manifest. And it's, 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 it's hard, especially when you're going through the storm, it's hard to see that. But if you allow God to operate in your life the way he desires to operate in your life, you will see that he will take you to places that you never thought that you could, you could, you, you could reach. It's, it's really hard to describe. It's very hard to describe, and people get upset when you say stuff like that because I'm not saying that this program is of God, but I'm saying that it's here, and this is the, the fight. This is the struggle that we find ourselves in, and so we have these lemons. We've got to make lemonade, but I'm telling you, good can come out of it. You can really, um, as that saying goes, find yourself. You can really find yourself. You really can, and you can emerge a a stronger, wiser person who's giving back to humanity. I believe that we should all be giving back to humanity in some kind of way. And you can find your purpose here. I have. This is this is it. I mean, I don't, I don't. I wish I had a magic button to push for all of us to just make this go away, but it has not for me. Uh, I have talked to several people who said they have gotten their targeting to stop completely, but I'm not one of those people for whatever reason. And I don't, I, I definitely don't think I deserve this. I, I am the type of person that feel like I have been through enough in my life outside of this. Before this, I have been through a tremendous amount of mis, uh, misfortunes or whatever you want to call it. I, I went through a lot as a child, as a young adult. I went through a lot. So to be in dealing with this, I'm like, 
well, this trumps all of that. I thought that was a lot. This, this. So none of us deserve this is what I'm trying to say. But, you know, it is what it is. But we definitely don't want to volunteer anything. We're not going to help these people in any kind of way. Why would you help them? Why would you kill yourself? Why? Why? I ask myself that. Why? I don't even believe, I truly do not believe in suicide. Never have. So for them to get me in that place, that was that was bad. And once you know what you're working with, like you know you're being targeted, you know these people are coming against you, the best thing I think you can do is educate yourself as much as you possibly can on what you're going through because we're all targeted slightly different. So educate yourself on, on all of it. And then educate yourself on ways to get through it, whatever you're going through. I suffered severe anxiety with this, really bad anxiety, a lot of fear. I had a fear, a strong fear of death. I had to conquer that. I had to allow God to help me with that. Now I don't fear death because I know where I'm going. This is just this is just a body right here. This is ashes to ashes. This is this is going. But they cannot kill your soul, especially if it belongs to the Lord. They can't. And they know this. So just educate yourself on all of that, on how uh, Satanism works, because they are Satanists. These people are Satanists. You know, it's so much. I have on my website all the things that we should be researching, because there's a lot. You know, but if you're going through stress, anxiety, fear, all of that's the same, um, look on YouTube and look on the Internet for uh, different uh, resources because there's a lot of therapists that have put information out there and just work on ways to get through it. And if your fears are not going to kill you, then face them. If, if if your fears are dangerous, then don't, you know, you definitely don't want to put yourself in any kind of harm. But if they're um, irrational fears, um, then challenge yourself. Challenge yourself every day to become a little bit stronger. And you will. You'll be surprised. Come to these calls. Go to other calls. Talk to people. I, as a matter of fact, I'm going to give you, um, this is for Cheryl. I hope you're still listening. I know you said you had to put us on mute. But I would like to give you my phone number because I, I do live close by, about an hour, hour and a half away from you. Um, but I do know at least two other, well, three targets that live in Sacramento. So I can pass your information on to them or give you theirs. So if you want to call me, my number is 510-688-7277. But I know, I think you mentioned the police harassment. That That is, uh, that's a lot for anybody. That's a lot. I know, because I, I go through that myself. Okay, uh, start eight. And Cheryl, if you would like to speak, just unmute yourself and, and feel free to talk. We we don't want to make you talk because I know you said someone had um, come into your house. So, uh, star eight, you have a question or a comment for Donald? Okay. Donald, thank you so much again. People are so intrigued by your story. Um, I hope you are encouraged to to do something big with um, with your story because I think that it can help someone. 
Okay, oh, you're welcome. Thanks for uh, having me, and thanks for all of your, uh, you know, your, uh, your input and all your listeners too for uh, providing, you know, input. I appreciate. It. No problem, and please come back anytime. You can come every week if you want to. It doesn't matter. Just you know, just come and join in with us and share information and thoughts and all that. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, I definitely will. Okay, so what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to just unmute people and we can talk. I'm just going to ask that you guys talk one at a time, please. Don't talk over each other and, um, you know, keep your comments short so that everybody can have a chance to to chime in. Hello, Renata? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I, can I, is it okay if I can give you uh, Jamie's uh, website just in case anyone wants to um, go on there? and see what her campaign is about. Yes, please, go ahead. It's uh it's called a T I which is a T as in Tom, I as an Igloo Awareness Campaign dot com. So she's the um the woman who wants to come here so we can do the just in case we we can't um get get my story out by um by the news media, we can get it out just by us doing it, you know as a, um, you know, just doing it individually like that, just me and her, we're going to do it. And um, we'll go, we'll go about it that way. Just in case, if, if anybody wants to go on her site and maybe wants to um, help her get to Chicago, then we can uh, work that out. So, Give the website one more time, please. It's uh, TIAwarenessCampaign.com. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Okay, I lost my connection. I'm trying to get back in. Thank you so much, and best wishes, and keep us abreast on what's going on with um, with that. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, same to you. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Two more people. <laughs> well, what is, oh, my telephone number? Yeah. 510. Thank you. Okay, and please make sure your phone is um, unblocked because I I get a lot of block calls and I don't answer those. Okay, and if I don't answer, leave a message with your phone number and I'll call you back. Okay, thank you. No problem. Be encouraged, be encouraged. Okay, um, Pennsylvania, I just unmuted you. Did you have a question? Pennsylvania, did you have a question or a comment? Yeah, yeah, I do. Hi, Bernada. I... Uh-oh, sorry. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I guess you're muting, unmuted. I just heard unmuted again. Hi, it's Helena in Pittsburgh. That, that lady who was on welfare for, I think, mm-hmm. all of her life, I have been on welfare. Um, and then I made a lot of money. And then now I'm experiencing this, and I'm also uh, well over 60, and I'm still on Social Security. But, you know, there are... I enjoyed life when I was on welfare when I was younger. 
um, and I was working toward a degree. But there are so many things you can do that are free. Um, You know, buying your favorite food was not in my budget. Um, And I'm a good cook, so I really didn't miss buying good food at restaurants and take, you know, have it delivered or something. But that that's people's preference. But you can take up like walking through the park and picking a couple of flowers and pressing them in a book and then putting a rock on them so that they're pressed and, and creating maybe cards with them or just looking at them at their beauty in wintertime. Um, you can... Um, we had so many things here in Pittsburgh that are free that I could go to. There was a single sailors club, so there were other people who had sailboats, and they just invited you because they couldn't handle the boats by themselves to crew for them. We had, we have um, films in the park. There are like three or four parks here in Pittsburgh. Have at sundown at dusk they play movies, and you can usually get a list of which movies at which park, and just spread out a blanket. Um, you can volunteer someplace like at a food bank and help other people. Usually that takes your mind off of your own troubles um, or at a mission or something. It, there are just so many things you can tutor if you have the skills in whether it's art or math or whatever it is. You can volunteer at a church. You, you can. There are just so many free things you can do that that just doesn't cost money and sometimes they're within walking distance so you don't have to even spend money on getting there and I just wanted to encourage her about that thank you um, Helena and that that is so true there are a lot of free things that you can do and in most areas you really can no matter where you live and it's amazing how you just kind of start to change your perspective on things you don't require all of the fancy things in life once you're targeted, you see that none of that stuff really matters if you don't have your freedom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I've been very, 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 very poor, living off of very, very, very little money with two children to raise, and then I was, you know, flying high, and then with financially speaking, and then now this thing hit me, and I'm in my later years, and it's Still, you have to get out there and grow a plant or find, a, you know, in the springtime there were violets in my yard. I'd pick a couple of violets and press them with the green leaves, pretty green leaves, you know, on the background behind them and just press them in a book. And then you find those later on and it just gives such joy. I mean, things, small little things. And I don't know what... And you, you do, you, you learn to appreciate the small things in life. I, I really... Um enjoy looking at nature the mountains the trees yeah the water we have a lot of trails here and i'm a backpacker and a hiker and i like to camp outside but that usually takes a little bit of money and and a car to get to where and i don't know if she has a car um i could do that actually and i'm planning to so those outdoor things really clear your head just just you know, throwing a blanket down and looking, staring up at the stars for hours, it just really clears your head, listening to the crickets chirping. Um, well, I haven't I haven't spoken with uh, Cheryl, the lady you're speaking about. I haven't spoken with her in debt, but um, she did mention the police harassment, 
I know. know I, if I'm not mistaken, in uh, Sacramento where she is, they have sheriffs, and they can be pretty brutal up there. California, period, can be pretty brutal with their police harassment. But she's in the state capitol, and so everything is intensified up there. Um, and her targeting sounds, from the little bit I've heard her say, it sounds similar to mine, where the police are constantly harassing you on top of the neighbors and the perps and all of that other stuff. So it could be a little intimidating to go out and uh, try to enjoy yourself. I, I went through that myself. That's but how my, my, my harassment is. It is mm-hmm. the local police, and I live in a small community outside of mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. It kind of flows into Pittsburgh. It's just a borough outside of Pittsburgh with its own little uh, committee and mayor and everything. It's it's quite a it, it's quite a puppet government, and and they, you know, who wants to be lording and being a queen over three thousand people, that including children. So it's about eight hundred adults. And 800 houses, but that's what they do, and they just have their thumbs on it. It's it's very difficult because you can't go, you can't trust the local police. It's not some big government agency for me. These people who have run this little town for such a long time, borough, for such a long time, and they know that I'm outspoken, and they know they've heard, I guess I opened my mouth to people who know them, and the story has been passed along, which I, I really don't care. It hasn't thwarted me from, from speaking out and talking the truth. But I, uh, there are repercussions, and I'm, I'm feeling them, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of have to get to the place where you're going to do whatever you want to do. You know, you're not breaking any laws. You haven't done anything wrong. You deserve. You pay taxes. Um, and yeah. you just go where you want to go. You she know, might even go to the library. There are so many programs, a couple libraries that are close to me, just so many programs, so many things. They have movie nights there, so if it's raining, you can be just go and pick up their flyer for the month. Uh, and in most most areas they they have um that they, they have like museums and zoos and all these different kind of entertainments. You check their website and almost all of them have a free day. If you have like an aquarium in your area, uh any kind of arts museum or anything like that, just check their website and they'll let you know when they have their free day. It's usually once a month like on a Wednesday or something. And go on the free day. Yeah, she she might not be able to afford a computer, so she can go to her library, get a library card, and access yes. their computers. They're very generous with their time with the computers. And, it and also- when you target it in the way that it sounds like she is, um, you just, it, you know, they send you these messages like you're not welcome here, you, you, you shouldn't be here. Just tell you, invite yourself. <laughs> what I tell myself I don't need an invitation. I'm inviting myself, you know, and I'm going to feel very comfortable when I get there. You know, so it's just it takes practice just to do a lot of ignoring when you're and targeted think, in that way. I think sometimes we – I hear so – I don't, I don't do that, but some, some people take every slight as, a, as an insult and harassment, and life just happens. Someone just woke up on the wrong side of bed – you know, a husband had crosswords, and so they're saying nasty things, and that has nothing to do with you at all. Nothing. 
Nothing. That's you true. Know. And I tell myself, it's their issue, not mine, because they hate me. I don't hate them. No, they They're don't hate me. you. I'm it's... not targeting them. <laughs> so whatever. I remember no. driving when I was going to the University of Pittsburgh. I was driving out the parking lot, and I was nasty to the person who was taking my money and giving her the parking. I was just wasn't nasty. I was just grumpy. I was just, and she looked at me so sweetly, and she said, "You're having a bad day, aren't you?" I started crying. I was nasty. Oh, no. She said, "You know what? This is the first nice thing I heard today." I started bawling my eyes out just because I was, mm-hmm. I was rude because, uh, you know, the whole world was hurt. Well, I imagine the whole world was hurting me. It's, I wasn't targeted. I don't call it targeting. It's just that I was in a nasty, nasty mood. And it was the end of the day, and I had to drive home. I had five stepchildren, my own two children, an hour and a half to drive. And I have all these books, and I have all these lessons, and I have to go to grocery shopping. I have to cook something. And I was just... You know, <laughs> and she she looked at me. You're having a bad day, aren't you? And I just I cried. I mean, it was it, she said it so sweetly, so nicely. And so don't take it personally. Just don't take it personally. That's true. Okay, thank you, Helene. I'm gonna put you back on hold. We have one other person, and then I'm gonna um, unmute everybody. Thank you so much. All right, New York. I'm going to unmute you. Hello, New York. Hello, New York. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to mute everybody. Just um, please don't everybody talk at once and keep your comments brief in case anybody else wants to speak. James, you're unmuted. Melinda, you're unmuted. What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Uh-oh. Oh, let's put some, some stuff by her bed or sensitize her right what she's like. What the fuck are you doing? Uh-oh. I'm to put you back on home. I'm trying to put you back on home. <laughs> Yeah, we got something going on over there. Okay. This is Melinda. You. Yes, Melinda. Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay, you unmuted. Oh, Renata, I am sorry. I'm lying down and they're shooting some foul smell at me. I thought I was muted. I apologize. No, that's. Oh, that's that's how I talk to my perps. Oh. Did you hear what I said? Like, what the heck are you doing to me? What? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> That's how I talk to them. I'm Good getting up you. now. You guys, go ahead. Yeah. Everybody is unmuted now. Go ahead. Melinda, oh, what gosh, were you doing? So, um, there is a live wave that goes above my bed that comes out with a meter. I can test it with a meter. I don't, it's right in the middle of the air, and when I lie down now, they put some foul smell right by my head, and I thought I was muted. I am so sorry, but now you got a real private look at my no life. Don't worry about it. We I was lying down. Anyway. 
Huh? Don't worry about it. Uh, okay, well, that's how I talk to these these low lives. I what, did you hear me say they are crap under the pig's craft? Ooh, uh, I no, apologize. I didn't hear that, but, but, um, that's a, a good, good one idea. because that's what they are. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I apologize. How embarrassing. Well, people, oh, I lie down and I put the phone on um, speaker to my ear, and then they start shooting this foul smell. I've got a, it's aerosol, I think. I don't think it's sensitive. I don't think it's mental. I think it's aerosol. I found an extra pipe under my sink that they've just welded in. So that's aerosol. A copper pipe that has no meaning under a sink. Mm-hmm. It goes under the floor to the one, the the apartment below. I think. I mean, did you hear me when I said, "What are you doing? What is this? Mm-hmm. What are you doing?" Well, Melinda, if it gives you any um, confirmation, people are relating to your outrage at this whole thing because it's not a pleasant experience to get through. No, and it's what are you, it's so stupid. I, and and uh, that was a real private moment, as we say in acting. I mean, that's really Melinda when I didn't think anybody was listening. Whoa! And, Don't and they got it, and you do. got it. No, I'm not. I'm not. Well, in fact, I'm kind of glad you heard me in a private moment. You know me a little better. Uh, but boy, I get so frustrated at the stupidity and the waste of of all this energy toward me with some foul smell by my bed. I mean. What what are they thinking? And you know it they come in when I go out, so they creep in and do this. It's just so sickening that this country has fallen into the depth of sickness that it has. And that is something that upsets me more than anything. That my country that I loved has stooped to this, developed machines to do this to people. The whole the whole thing. It is obscene. It's a obscenity in the face of God and, and the shame in their souls. Well, they don't have souls. So I do get very, very deeply anger well, Melinda, at how somebody has taken over you, my country. You might go I'm to this sorry. YouTube video. It's called Dolphin and Dog, Let's Be Friends. And um, we've got to keep our minds on some positive things. And there's this dog, and uh, he fell off uh, the back of the boat he was on. <clears throat> and these sharks, <clears throat> excuse me, these sharks were trying to uh, swim around and all that. And this dolphin saves them, and they just become like the best of friends. And it's so cute. And it's on YouTube. Oh, dolphin and dog, let's be friends. And that can change your whole outlook. That yes, there is goodness in this world. <laughs> Thank you. That sounds like a real sweet thing. Because we have so much negativity. They want us to think about how terrible the world is and everything's terrible, and it is going that way. There's, there's, you know, I'm not living in denial. It's yeah. headed that way. But, but, but you understand my heartbreak at, at, at the, at the looking at the and experiencing the deep, deep sickness of, of a country. Absolutely. So that is. That is a reality for me, uh, and uh, I do not dwell on it, but when it hits me, I get very upset because of the sadness of the loss of, of uh, this wonderful experiment in democracy. It's, it's gone. 
But anyway, uh, thank you for that very much. And I, I don't apologize. I just want to say I, I'm not in the computer, and I didn't know I was un, not unmuted. Anyway. I was trying so to I'm up. <laughs> But you're human. You're human. Anybody else want to say anything? Anybody? Any new people? We didn't acknowledge. There was somebody new. I, uh, her name was sounded like yours or not. It was like Renita. Is she there? Oh, Renita. Is she? Is she on here? Is she? James, which state is she from? Kansas. Kansas. Kansas, right? Maybe it was Kansas City. She's not really new anymore. Um, but she she was new last week. But she and she's okay. joined in every call all week. Okay. I don't I don't think she has come to this call. I haven't met her if she has. No, she didn't know you, Renata. So I I told her I gave her the information about your call. Oh, thank you, thank you, James. Let me see if I see anyone from Kansas on the call. How many uh, callers do you have right now, Renata? Oh, it looks like uh, maybe 20 or so. 25. 25, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't see anybody from Kansas. Okay. Maybe she didn't, she didn't make it to the call, James. Let's see, there's a Kansas. Is, there's another Kansas. That, isn't it Kansas City, Missouri? No, but she's yeah. in the state of Kansas. Okay, yeah, that, all right. I knew it was Kansas something. Yeah, I don't see Missouri either. Okay, well, if you guys don't have anything else to talk about, I want to tell you some uh, brief research that I've been trying to do, and I still don't know much about this, but I've heard people mention it, so I want to kind of do my research. And it's on Morgellus, Morgellus disease. And it's devastating. I'll tell you the little bit that I've learned so far is that it is – uh, parasites in the body, and people are being targeted this way. Uh, who was I listening to? Not Lorraine Murray, the other lady. Um, but she was saying that it's coming through the chemtrails and that it's kind of mm-hmm. like changing our DNA, and there are mm-hmm. fibers that are coming out of people's bodies, like actual fibers and parasites and insects that are living in the body. And it's causing a lot of pain and um, this terrible-looking rash all over the people's body. And when people go to the doctor and they mention this, they get locked away like they're mentally ill. Yeah, it's not terrible. This is where you – there is research that has been printed. This is where you have to bring your documents in. Um, uh, although the doctors, dermatologists are becoming more aware of it, but there's a lot of documentation now, and this is where I think you can just whip out the documentation from Scientific American or something. Well, I did see two um, interviews that had happened in the past on uh, Channel 7, like a 2020 kind of thing. So I think that the doctors now are starting to validate it a little bit, but it, there's still not a lot of research that has happened, and um, medication and those type of things. So people are being put in the mental institution mm-hmm. because they're mentioning this. And, but these it's people part- on YouTube were able to to prove they were actually showing 
you pulling these fibers out of their body, these hairs from the inside of their body. Yeah, I have it. I I got it uh, 2003. Yeah, I was at a party and I just broke out. I thought it was rosacea. And I wanted the dermatologist and he gives me some sulfur lotion. And the rash went away, but it was like measles uh, uh, on the body and like rosacea on my face. And I didn't know what it was. Uh, First off, I don't think you should ever go in and say, I've got Morgel, and just say, gee, what is this? you know, don't bring up anything, just let them discover and then say, well, I did find this and it does talk about this similar rash. And then if you gargle red wine, you know, and you spit out or you spit out all those fibers, you cannot stop spitting out fibers. Oh, my. This one guy yeah. said borax. He said borax helps. Yeah, it's pure. It's bathing in it, yeah. It's not flared up now, but uh, it, this was 2003, so that was, what, 12 years ago. That's horrible. That is really horrible. Do you think that um, that it, 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 is, it has been intentionally put out there, or is it something rare? Yes, I think it's part of, uh, I think it's part of the takedown of the population. Vaccines, morgellons, the fibers, each one of those fibers, by the way, I hate to say this, nanofibers, they all have uh, uh, technology in them. They all have sensors in them. They have transducers. I mean, they are really complicated little things. I think it's um, purposeful, too. Yes, it is. That's the kind of stuff that I have a hard time wrapping my head around. That a government would do, do things like this to their people. I I, I have a hard time with that. I'm, I'm I do too. But that you know there are things you can do, and nutritionally, if you start mending your gut, uh, all organic, uh, probiotics, 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 start mending your gut. Uh, you will build your immune system, and you will. You will. Uh, it will work for you. It's so important. What um, uh, Scott said before about nutrition, building your gut. And this is why everybody is in this country. I mean, they're in terrible shape, the sickest this country has ever been. Some doctors were on thing. Everybody's so sick, they don't know why. But they're just being uh, brought down. Food, water, vaccines, air. Terrible. Um, for those who weren't here at the very beginning, I, I reminded everyone that Jade Helm will be this week. Wednesday, I think it is, will be the beginning of those Jade Helm exercises. So everybody, you know, get your plans together. Hopefully nothing happens, but just in case. Make uh, sure I you're... Have a, a, uh, 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 I'd love to know people's opinions. Um, if uh, you had a guest in your house and that guest left, a big piece of heavy metal kind of thing, how would you get rid of it? Throw it away? Bury it? That's what I'm thinking. Just stack it in the garbage and toss it? Yeah, or bury it. What, what is that? Uh, no, I don't want... uh, it's in the shape of a revolver, but it's not. It's a BB type of thing. It's a kid's toy. But it is and what metal. Was the pur- what was the purpose of it? And have you told that person that you're going to remove it if they don't? No, he told me. It? He told me. He told me it was left here. And I just happened to see it as I was making the bed, and I thought, Oh Jesus! 
I'd forgotten about it. It's not, you know. Well, does he want to the... come and get it? Oh no, he's he's out of state now. He's 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 left the state. Oh, yeah. Like I mean, it's said, not it's not really a horrible lethal thing. It's just you know the shape of one. Well, I wouldn't want that around. I mean, I would you, have no, you have no use for it. No. It's more like one of those things you would take on a camping trip, a pop gun, to scare animals away, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, just get rid of it. Sit it outside and be yeah. free on it, maybe. Somebody will take it. <laughs> it looks the part, though. That's the problem. It really looks real. I mean, it is real, but for very, very small little things. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you don't want to do that then. You <laughs> have swat around here. Yeah, yeah, free. <laughs> yeah, haven't you and seen also, that? Yes, of course. I take it usually. I use, my whole apartment is called a curbside boutique. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, the the uh, the the video I sent you is about Jade Helm. It's about uh, the very 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 deep aspect of Jade Helm. So. It's only 30 minutes, Renata. It's really worth a see. It's a very, very good one. I'll be watching it. Okay. You do have to wrap, as John Wells said. Do you know who John Wells is? No. John Wells used, used to have an interview show like Art Bell and George Nury, and he's interviewed everyone. He's a very brilliant man, and he's the interviewer here. And he said, you know, of all the people I've interviewed from aliens, blah, 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 this particular video takes the cake. He says, I can oh. barely wrap my head around this. I can barely wrap my head around this. It's intriguing. Oh, I definitely will be watching that. Okay. Your Sunday treat was popcorn. What? Your Sunday treat was popcorn. Oh, okay. Actually, you know things like uh, soy corn and soy corn um, should not be eaten in this country anymore. You cannot get pure uh, soy; it's been ruined by uh, GMO and the corn. Forget ever eating popcorn again or anything. They cannot Why? get it organic because the, se- the seeds have, um, have infiltrated the cross pollinated. That's a shame. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Terrible, terrible. Um, let's see. Is Gary on the call? Gary, are you there? Let's see. If, I, I, I can't tell who muted themselves, so I'm going to mute everybody, and if you want to, uh, you can mute yourself back. I think Gary is gone. Nancy, are you there, Nancy? I don't think I'm connected because I can't get people unmuted.
Renata. Yes. Yeah, I have muted myself. What's up, hon? No, I just want to know how you're doing. <laughs> uh, not good, but trying to stay positive. Not good? Your targeting has been hard? Oh, yes. Most definitely. Sorry to hear that. I think a lot of people's targeting have increased. It has. Mine has. John has. Has it, James? Is that James saying yeah. that? Yes, it is. I'm hearing that from How everybody. How has yours increased, James? What? How has your targeting increased? Well, I don't know if you looked at my website. I uh, got those injuries. I just this last Monday, I got radiation burns on my chest, pretty significant ones. I had to go to the doctor for it. But that's not all. Did they end up giving you something for that thing? Um, I was taking antibiotics for the infections. I'm still taking them. Uh Is it helping? Well, it worked until... Wait. It works until the infection goes away. And I'll see what happens this time, but the infection keeps coming back after the antibiotics wear off. So this time they told me I had MRSA. I think you told me what MRSA is, but I forgot. What is it? What is what? MRSA. It's a a flesh-eating bacteria. Pretty significant one. Wow. Does it but, um, eat, I mean, you said it's flesh-eating. Does it eat big big chunks of flesh or, or small or what? Um, it's out of control. It's, it's not as bad. But mine's in control. And, um, you know, with the antibiotics, it's just, just hard to kill. They said I had it. I don't know. Maybe what I had before didn't kill it. But what I have now is more strong. This is like um, ever since Christmas, I have not been free from that. Keeps coming back. So, James, does it hurt or does it hurt or itch or anything like that? It hurts a lot. Oh. It's very painful. Some people have to take um, painkillers for it. I, I, I've been taking Advil. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Is it contagious? Or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very. Goodness. Yeah, it's very contagious. Have you, have you done your research on the internet? Yep. Um, yes, it's very contagious. Have you done research on the internet to see if there's any natural remedies that have worked for people? Oh, I, I don't think there's any natural thing because it's so contagious. Everybody's very afraid of it. Yeah, well, you should but, look up on the internet because people find uh, natural supplements and things for a lot of different 
Okay. Thing. You know, it's, it's worth looking into, you know. Well, if anybody knows of any, I, I'm open to whatever. James, this is Linda. Linda, mm-hmm. um, have has your doc is your doctor nervous about this? Because that, as you know, can be pretty serious. No, um, he seems to know what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think he gets nervous about anything. But the last two times he gave me antibiotics and it didn't work. But this time he knows it's MRSA, so he's giving me something that's quite a bit stronger. And, you know, I can't really say anything until that's over with. Yeah. Okay. okay. But thanks for mentioning. Yeah, I, I, um, I'll do some research and see what I can find, too, okay? Okay. That worries me. Okay. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you. Okay, someone has their um, computer up, and so we're hearing the feedback. Everything we say, we're hearing the echoes. So if you could just put your computer on mute or something, I don't know, or move away from it or something, because we can hear the feedback. Okay. Is there anything else? If not, we will end. If no one else has anything. Um, Scott in the chat room says antibiotics are the last resort for an illness. I learned that the hard way. I thought antibiotics cleared things up pretty quickly. I thought. Isolation to it. I mean, like, why I'm saying this because, like, I was like, uh, for my Crohn's, like, a while back, about a year ago, they put me on a uh, real powerful antibiotic, Cipro, and it just knocked me out, and it didn't help at all. And it's also filled with fluoride, by the way. It's it, they're dangerous too. I mean, look, antibiotics do help, but they should be used like if it's an absolute emergency, life or death, or as a last resort. Other than that, there's like a lot of natural ways that really do work. And a re- real quick recap, of like what I was saying earlier uh, in your call, Verdana, is like the idea behind like all these supplements and the spices and the cooking and you know what what you're gonna like do for like the electromagnetic frequency stuff. You just want to do anyways, and you want to boost your immune system as much as possible. Period. And like for what's coming up, who knows how it's gonna play out with Jade? How may just supposedly they do this kind of exercise every year, but this might be the year when everything converges. And, like, you have all these things we're talking about, Ebola or some outbreak, ISIS, because they're playing ISIS up in the media, that CIA Mossad creation, these boogeymen with their fake videos. Then you got, like, um, you know, those are uh, unbelievable. They're talking about them sneaking over the Mexican border with a nuke. and just It's insane. And Or ISIS has their websites up. They can find any one of us anytime, anywhere, track us anywhere. They have. They spent hundreds of billions on all this surveillance equipment over who knows how many decades. They can find a mosquito coming into our airspace, but they can't find ISIS. It's hilarious, but it's unreal. And but so you got Planet X or uh, Nibiru, whatever, might pass by and reverse the magnetic poles, causing flooding in the coastal lines. You have uh, ISIS, uh, possible terrorist attacks. You have like um, possible like power grid going out. The stock market's like you know like uh, another financial collapse or worse yet which would uh, eventually lead to, like, uh, worldwide currency, whatever, all electronic stuff. You know, they'd have 100% control, all the banks. You have so many scenarios they're playing out. 
I'm keeping up with the ISIS stuff a bit. Or ISIS, sorry, the Jade Helm stuff for now. But I'm not letting it get me nuts because I've, I've too many years of this crap and the fear and the trauma and what they try to put you through. I'm just trying to like stay aware of what's going on, but I'm not good at nuts. So, however it plays out, hopefully it'll like work out for the best. But they they want people to be terrified. because if you notice, you notice how how few like really useful videos are on YouTube to help people out. I, I, I'm saying like targets, for example. You don't have any. I know we talked about it, like you said, like experts probably get threatened. Or perps get threatened not to tell the truth, but but there's so much. It's so easy to find things that are based on fear, hate, and anger. All kinds of videos. They have tons of that stuff out there. But as far as like really useful, as I like to call it, mean potato stuff, very very little. You no know, helpful, hopeful stuff. So I, I mean, are the threats real? God, yeah. But I mean, like, notice how they want to keep people in an absolute state of fear because there's targets we know. They keep you in fear. You're almost paralyzed. You can't really do stuff. Speaking of anyone, and you can get your mind can go to some ugly places. I'll tell you. But um, yeah, with the Jade Home, I look at it like anything else. There's only only so much I can do. I have enough like supplies, and everyone should like water. If you're on medication, you know, um, you know, you ha- should have a couple weeks worth, you know, for yourself and or any family members. Some basic common sense stuff. But you know, these people like. Uh, I don't believe for a second that, like, all these things going on, like the false flags and the hoaxes, that they're trying to take away Americans' gun rights, you know, per se. Because think about it. Look what the military has, the militarized police, National Guard. They have all kinds of automatic weapons. They have drones. They have choppers. They have planes. Somebody with even, like, an AR-15, whatever, like, uh, you know, a civilian with, like, uh, who owns guns, they couldn't begin to pose a threat to the status quo. They never could. So... There's so many distractions. They have all these, like, things they're trying to turn the races against each other, supposedly. I, I you know, all these shooting, shootings, like the Charleston shooting, and, like, uh, all, one thing after I just see so many distractions out in the media. So many. They're just trying to keep us confused, angry, and impossible. I'm so tired of it. Tell you. That noise seems to be coming from West North Carolina. Yeah, no, South Carolina, James, I think, right? Yeah, because, like, the no, church shooting North was there, and, like, the shark attack was there recently. And, like, no, 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 the noise on the phone. Oh. Yeah, no. if Renata oh, can mute um, that line, that would be good, because uh, it's okay. distracting. Yeah, they are distracting. Okay, let me try. Med- medication has this place, but, I mean, most medications are, like, useful, useless. And think about it. How many medications actually, like, cure disease and they've had the science out there a long time to actually cure diseases and doctors would go out of business if they actually told their patients to stop smoking exercise eat this and that don't eat gm foods don't use so much bleach salt uh if they gave a lot of like precautions they could actually save tons of lives these medications a lot of medical procedures operations needless ones they take lives every year at least 100,000 people in the U.S. a year die from properly prescribed meds alone, just in the U.S. FDA itself has admitted this. Worldwide, it's hundreds of thousands. Psych meds make people worse. I mean, they're attacking people from every conceivable angle. Just, I'm just saying this, like, just as a human being, as in a targeted individual. Just I, That's why, like, it's amazing, like, trying to take care of yourself health-wise, whatever you do, mental, physical health. It's like a minefield, trying to find non-GM foods, like Melinda's mentioning, like corn, uh, wheat, there's a, there is a lot of cross-pollination, and like, 
a lot of these, like uh, like Monsanto's not the only company, Conagra, I think DuPont's one, the GM food seeds. Um, they've actually, uh, I know in Canada, I don't know about the U.S., but they've successfully sued farmers. Did you do it? No. Right. They, sued, they sued farmers Sorry, that, uh, what do you call it, for like, you know, their seeds going on the farmer's land, GM seeds, and they claim the farmers own the money. It's insane. And they, of course, they have aluminum-resistant uh, seeds and the aluminum, like, from the chemtrails. So you just, if you're trying to, like, take care of yourself and be better, just as a human being alone, it's, like, unbelievable. Because they just, they try to make it as difficult as possible. Like, in my case, I've tried to make some adaptations. My toothpaste has no fluoride. I have, like, distilled water I drink. I take some supplements, some good ones. I try to eat healthy. I try to exercise, like, you know, every day, do some. But, I mean, they just, like... They try to make it as difficult as possible to like do these things, and they have all these regulations. Um, so it's just nuts. But I'm I'm telling you guys, one of the best things you could possibly do is seriously disconnect yourself from the television set. Find some other way to entertain yourselves. I'm not saying this like to like have a boring life, but the TV really does put your mind. I think it's a alpha or beta state. It's where you're hypnotized easily. The flicker rate from the HD TV. It just it messes up your mind. You're better off getting your news online. You really are. I mean, the TV is just one more addiction and a waste of your time too. But I mean, it's poison plus the radiation from it. I don't mean to like ramble on about this stuff, but you just got to be aware of so many things. It's like like you mentioned, we're not a targeting. It's not just like gang stalking. There's so many subjects related to that. And even if we weren't targets, I mean, we've been woken up pretty much like a lot of things we have to like be concerned about just as human beings. And, like, um, yeah, the stuff I've been learning, it's mind-blowing. And, like, we really have to be aware and just take care of ourselves, especially, like, I'm not whining about being alone and all that. I don't mind. I like it for the most part. But as targets, uh, we just have to, like, take care of ourselves as much as possible because we know, for the most part, doctors aren't going to help us. They're not. Uh, Psychiatrists, psychologists, family doctors, you just got to, like, educate yourself as much as possible. You got to be... For one of a better word, selfish. You got to take care of yourself first before you can help anybody else. I don't mean to be cliche here at all, but um, you do have to um, um, take care of yourself, but you also have to advocate for yourself. You have to make sure that you are speaking up when you feel like you need to speak up. If you're at a doctor and you need, you feel like you need an X-ray or a certain type of medication or whatever, you just may have to speak up. Oh, I, I, I agree a thousand percent. You, you do because, you know, even if, like, you're not a TI, a lot of doctors just, like, they fold their arms, they listen, they nod their head. You have to be an educated consumer. I mean, I mean, and you have to, like, speak up for yourself because, like, when my mom's in the hospital, for example, this is kind of an example of speaking up for somebody else at least, you know, they had her on this and that medication, and I'm glad I was, like, you know, alert about it because, like, certain medications and how they work for it. And I spoke to the doctors, and they gave me the crap talk about how, like, oh, oh it's standard and it helps. No, and it, one drug, Livator, literally put her in, like, a state of, like, dementia. So, I, you know, the doctor took her off. Oh, I see commercials about Livator, so that's not good, huh? Oh, no, astorvastad in my mind. It's a cholesterol-lowering drug. First of all, you don't need those to lower your cholesterol, and that's the truth. Those cause, literally cause the statin drugs. That's it. I'll be okay. They've caused tens of thousands or more deaths a year. I mean, like, or they used to lease. I'm trying to remember some other drugs in that class. No, they're they're horrible. I mean, like, they're, they're absolute poison. 
I even took look I, over the years. I'll, I'll say it. I mean, it's not criminal. I've told my brothers and other people. Um, I started going out my mom's meds about three years before she died, maybe four, and I slowly replaced. She was on like seven or eight things. I slowly replaced every one of them with like vitamins and minerals, good stuff that looked just like the medicine. I get the medicine from the pharmacy, I throw it out, and I just like would replace with supplements I got in her pill dish. And hopefully, like, it helped her. And the only thing I didn't replace is Coumadin because the doctor was, you know, she was getting blood tests every, like... That's a blood thinner, yeah. Yeah, and that, that that's poison, too. It didn't help. She died of occluded or blocked arteries anyways in a stroke. The, the point is, like, um, you're right. I mean, you have to speak up for yourself. You have to do your research. But, yeah, these medications, um, most of them are absolute poison. And, like, um, it's like organic food. It used to just be called food. Well, there was a time, you know, I'm sure you heard of it, like in the early 1900s, the Rockefeller family, they were the main ones that funded the medical schools and, like, mm-hmm. had a lot of naturopaths, homeopaths, whatever, herbalists, whatever, thrown in jail. And just, they basically forced modern medicine on the people. And, you know, each new generation gets used to a new way of life and thinking. And, you know, like, people just assume, like, the doctor's an authority figure. You can't question them. Like, they know best. They have the white coat. They have the education. It's like psychiatry is mainly, but there's some very real illnesses, and most of them are made by this disease society, the stresses. And, and, and again, the energy waves, they do that. They, they cause all kinds of problems in the food. But the point is, psychiatry, for the most part, is a pseudoscience. The medications have almost no basis what they claim, how they like affect the blood-brain barrier, your dopamine, your serotonin levels, all that. They make this crap up. They, it's like an accountant working for the mob, juggling like the figures around, you know, like uh, for profits or a business. Well, it's the same way what they do with like a lot of science. They, they BS you. So you got to do your research. You got to like again be your own advocate, and, and yes, speak up for yourself. And if they don't agree, tough. Like I remember refusing a flu shot like uh, seven or eight years ago, and you know the doctor like you know gave me a look like I was something like he scraped off the bottom of a shoe. But I mean, if if they're not there to be your friend, or whatever, you just have to. I mean, you mentioned uh, a few times you have to develop a tougher skin. I used to be one of these people who were a people pleaser and wanted to be liked, and that was a reflection of low self esteem. Most of that's gone. I don't give a rat's ass, pardon me. I mean, after the way people have mistreated me and disrespected me and talked garbage about me and filth, uh, uh-uh, I don't care. You're, you're absolutely right. You have to speak up. You have to. Yeah, you do. And, and um, there's a there's a there's a, a psychiatrist. I can't remember his name on YouTube that I came across one time, and he was talking about how those psychiatric medications are horrible, like you're saying, Scott. Um, but he said that they, they cause the very thing that they're supposed to cure. Oh, absolutely. They, they can cause depression. They can cause aggression. Uh, I think psychosis. I'm not sure about that. Well, but, I mean, they cause suicidality. That's the best way to put it. A lot of these antidepressants like Zoloft, Paxil, just about all of them, they can cause people to literally kill themselves, in some cases kill others. Um, and you hear about, like, like, different versions. You ever hear, like, Renato, like, uh, for example, how they have our veterans, so many of them hopped up on, like, several psych drugs. Like, they're like guinea pigs in every respect. And, like, um, this one guy was, like, uh, he was on a psych drug, and his wife walked in the room, and he pointed the gun at her, and he was ready to kill himself, and thankfully he put it down. But the point is these drugs don't help. They make people worse. And I honestly believe, especially being a targeted individual, and haven't been on over 20 of these meds over the years. I'm not kidding you. Antidepressants, antipsychotics, anxiety drugs, anxiolytics. Uh, psychiatry's main purpose is, one, to take people out of the society, to discredit them, 
And, like, uh, to shut them up, of course, that's part of taking them out of society and discredit them because, you know, the popular culture, TV, movies, books, everything, you know, the word mentally ill, nuts, crazy, that, like, uh, immediately discredits somebody. If you hear that from a police officer or a doctor or anyone saying this person is mentally ill, keep an eye on them, they lose all credibility, just about all. Because in people's minds, like so many things, they've been conditioned to associate mental illness directly with, uh, you know, not being credible, with being dangerous and or like uh, just it, it's it's amazing. And we're conditioned. In fact, there's a, a mental health group called NAMI, National Alliance for the Mentally Ill. And they're just another BS group. Advocacy group they speak up for like, uh, the way mentally ill are portrayed in the media, like, again, in movies and uh, TV and all that is like uh, in a derogatory manner. But again, like... Um, it, no, these these drugs don't help. They they really like they just destroy lives. They take away your creativity. Like I was on all kinds of stuff. Like I said, thankfully I didn't hurt anybody or myself. But um, they really rob. They, they they really dim your spirit. They can really just literally like turn you into a zombie. They quiet people down, and they're given medications more and more as you know to kids with the ADHD. And most of these like when kids are acting up, they're just being kids, and or it's the the thing the their food, their sugar, making them act hyper. But, you know, a lot of them are just being kids, but they're putting kids on antipsychotics, antidepressants. It's a nightmare. And now I just, not to change subjects and uh, rattle on, I just learned more about the common core. It's, it's basically the uh, communist system of, like, education, and it's making kids more like wards of the state, so to speak, where they just, I, I mean, I can't, it's part of the dumbing down process. I mean, we're dumbed down and we're brainwashed, like, from day one when we're in kindergarten. It's just Man, the things like you, you mentioned earlier, like like you know what you've learned being a targeted individual, like you've discovered all kinds of ugly truths. I have too. It's just you get to the point. I've gotten to the point where I'm not shocked anymore, but I'm still like you know a little surprised at things I'm finding out. How they control and manipulate everything, say in the media, and everything is like 9/11 is a good example. They planned that a long time ahead. When they built those towers, they knew where they're going to come down. It's just yeah, that's true. And, and, and your faith. And your faith in this, I'm talking about not God, in, in the world and people, it really gets flushed on the toilet. I'll tell you, like, look, I don't look at everyone as a quote-unquote enemy, but I don't, I no longer give everyone the benefit of the doubt or look for the best in everyone. I don't, I mean, I don't mean like old people, little kids or harmless-looking people, but I just, you know, that's not just hypervigilance. I just... And, and I'll be honest, a lot of, most people know right from wrong, including sociopaths and psychopaths, so they can fit in a society. They have to be able to pretend. But a lot of people, sadly enough, because of the indoctrination, the brainwashing, the mind control, the, the, the dumbing down and wanting to fit in and like to conform, a lot of people just can't help being uh, dumber and meaner. And this society, I heard somebody on YouTube say this, and he's right. Uh, this society seems to like want to bring out the worst in people. Or like want to turn people to be mean or rotten and all that. And uh, most of us TIs and like you said yourself, it's not just TIs is like all the evils being perpetrated in this world. But uh, most of us is like don't fit into that. And like um, I, I see what you're saying. Like like in the one video you have, how this is personal, but it's not personal. Because more the more I learn about the new world order, whatever whatever they want to call it, the more I realize this really is about control. And we don't fit, or I guess we're square pegs, won't fit in there, whatever. And they want to control us. And I guess a lot of TIs, if not all, have like an independent mind. And you don't have to be a targeted individual to be a free thinker. And like, that's, did you did you hear that the Pope is going around making speeches about the New World Order? He's going to come here about it? 
U.S. course? No. Yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah, and... Um, He's, uh, it is about the New World Order, basically, and the One World Government type of thing. And I'm, I'm usually not into this stuff anymore. I'm just like, these are things I notice here and there. My, my YouTube-like searches like are basically like, you know, almost all educational. And, like, yeah. I, I can't go for the crazy stuff. Is it possible, like, reptilians, draconians, all the other weird crap exists? Maybe, but I'm focusing on humans and people. And, like, um, I'll tell you. I want to answer learn. a question. I want to answer a question I saw in the chat room. Please. I'll go ahead and finish what you're saying, and I'll answer it. Go ahead, Scott. Oh, oh okay. Uh, and then, I mean, finish what you're saying, and then I'll, I'll answer. Okay, one last thing. I'll close with, uh, for now. Um, the Jade Helm thing, I don't know if you like, uh, it was like uh, Melinda was mentioned or somebody. Um, supposedly, one of the things with this Jade Helm is like, where like battlefield decisions are going to be made by some kind of artificial intelligence and, you know, picking out enemies and targets. I don't know. That's something I heard. I, I don't like getting into that stuff because it's like we have no proof of what's really going on. But this much I do believe that Walmart and, like, other big box stores and the United States government have been working together for a long, long time. I was talking to somebody a little while back about YouTube and Google. I honestly believe they were working with the government from day one, just like the Internet when it was designed. It was designed that they'd be able to have surveillance on it from day one because these people make plans ahead of time, and they have to have control over absolutely everything and everyone. They are diseased maniacs. And, like, uh, I guess I'm done for now. Please go ahead. Okay, excuse me. Um, uh, uh, James in the chat room was asking about colloidal silver. I guess he wants to try that for um, what he's going through with his skin. I, I do have some colloidal silver. I got mine off of Amazon. I decided to stop taking it because I did my research. I've heard that it does good things, but if you take too much of it, you won't turn blue. It can actually turn your skin like a bluish silk. I, I don't mean to cut in right now. You have to take a real rollout. That blue man, that Smurf guy that was on the Oprah Winfrey show, he was put out there to discourage people from taking using colloidal silver. I'm telling you. And when you see the well, I, I just this not even what I was thinking because I I'm just saying, James, I, I have heard good things about it, but do your own independent research because there are people on the internet they show. Those people look like a bluish silver color, and they say that that is permanent damage. But I think that's a long-term use, and I don't know how much they were using and how often. But just do your research. I chose to stop taking it. I have a whole bottle, two bottles here, so I wish you were close. I would give it to you. But, you know, do your own research. I know that it does have that side effect, but I know someone who took it for like a year, and she didn't have any problems with her skin turning. So it just depends, I guess. But I just want to tell you that that is out there on the Internet. You will see there's two different people that are very, a very strange color because of the colloidal silver. So I would take it like instead of antibiotics, I would try taking the colloidal silver when you need like an antibiotic or something. But I yep. wouldn't take it yep. every day. And, and, and also, that's, a good, that's a good advice, um, Nancy. Also, uh, uh, dilute it with water. Whether it tells you to or not, I probably would. I don't remember how it tells you to take it, but I would probably dilute it with a little water just in case. But it's supposed to have some real healing effects. That's why they have some bandages that have colloidal silver gel in them to speed up the effects of wound healing. It's used for burns and all kinds of stuff. 
it really, it, I mean, like, we're now, I'm telling you, they're putting it out there to scare people away from it because the FDA site, website, I don't know anymore, but they used to have colloidal silver as one of the most dangerous supplements you can take. And we know the FDA does not care about people's health. They don't. But I mean, like now, yeah. mine. The, the what I have is in a liquid form. I don't know which what all forms it comes in. No liquid, you know, but I'm talking about for band-aids. They, I mean, like curate, whatever. Uh, they have them where you can like some of these band-aids you can have like in, in, with colloidal silver and a gel, colloidal silver cream and all that. But you know, it's liquid form, and like you can get like where you just uh, like drink it or like uh, take a tablespoon a day, whatever. Or uh, where you can get it in a nasal spray. I have one of those. You know, it goes right up your like uh, nasal cavity. Or, like, um, you can, of course, get generators, and there's, like, two different kinds, basic ones. There's a, just the kind with the little silver bars that go on a thing, uh, uh, and then there's, like, uh, electrodes. And there's one that's like that, but it's called a, it, it, it's an atomizer. It makes a, a colloidal silver mist called Silver Lungs. I just put it in the chat room. I heard that Dr. Carly, she's in a vaccine, mentioned them and advertised them. Uh, if James has checked that out. But, you know, you got to do your own research on that and, like, you know, trust. It's just... Look, I heard gold's been used too, colloidal gold. I think you use that too, you mentioned. Um, that's monatomic gold is that's what mon- I had. That's more and I stopped taking that too. <laughs> I'm taking that too. Um, I'm not real good at, at following through with any kind of vitamins or supplements, first of all. I'm just not good. I'll start taking that stuff and then I I'm just not good at taking that kind of stuff. But um monatomic gold I stopped taking that because I read that that's more of a, um, how would you say, like a psychic experience. Okay. More for like vivid dreams and all of that third eye stuff and all of And I, I didn't do my research before I bought that. So I stopped taking that too. Supposedly some meditations can get, you know, like that third eye or vivid dream stuff. I don't know. I just... I, I don't need I don't need vivid dreams. I don't need that. No, I, I've been having those like crazy. Like, they've been hammering the hell out of me. Like with the freaking. I swear to God, it's like watching someone else's dream. They, I I guess they're trying to upset me. I don't care anymore. I pass that. I just they sicken me. But um, no, it's like those, this colloidal silver. I I believe there's something really to it. I I, I look at it like this when when they're really trying to like uh, the government's trying to like outlaw or like uh, condemn it. You know, I I believe there's something to it. But um, I, I don't know. I Look, I have oil of oregano, too. All I know is, like, you know, they have all kinds of laboratories out there with all kinds of, like, horrible diseases and all that. And, like, who knows what they're going to try to do to the public. And who knows how much truth there is. Agenda 21 and all the other stuff they talk about. I'm just not going to go nuts about it. I refuse to. You have to be aware of this stuff. And you should have, like, your own little, like, medicine cabinet, I guess. So, like, you know, like, say, oil of oregano at home. You know, some natural stuff. It, it doesn't hurt. But uh, as far as the medications go, real, real quick on that, again, um, yeah, most of them are poison, and they cause far more harm than any good. They, they really do. I'm not kidding. I mean, like, you know, I've done enough reading up on that stuff. It, it's horrible. Yeah. Hey, Renata, can I say something? Yes, you can. Go right ahead. And, and just for, like, any medication, just like you said, um, you just have to really be careful because especially antibiotics because, you know, they, they kill everything. You know, so right, good and bad bacteria, and you had the bacteria, your uh, problems with your good bacteria, right? Your uh, friendly fauna, flora, pardon me. Right. Yeah, go, so go ahead, Donna. What were you saying? Yeah, so definitely. So if you're going to do that, definitely um, I would try to follow it up with, like, a probiotic. That's um, Even though, like, the guy you say has a problem with the skin, um, 
a probiotic will be real, like, good. If, if, even if you're going to take the antibiotics, follow it up with a probiotic because it replenishes all of the, um, like you said, like the the, um, the bad bacteria with the good. Oh, you're uh, right. I forgot all about that. Thanks, Donald. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys, if you can afford it because they're not cheap, probi- I don't mean to cut you off. I'll say real quick. Probiotics, you know, the friendly bacteria like in yogurt, if you can buy those capsules like in a store, you will feel the difference. You'll feel more energy. You just it's, it, You'll digest things better. Because, like, uh, the crap food people eat, yeah, uh, it'll repopulate the good bacteria of your, like, intestinal tract. And most of the serotonin, the feel-good chemical, is made in your intestinal tract, your GI tract. And, like, uh, yeah, it's like, um, also, you just got really good, high-quality organic sauerkraut. That can help, too, with that. Okay, well, James, hopefully you're getting that information. Um, that That was good, Donald. I didn't think about that. Um, James Donald said to try to get a probiotic. That's great. I forgot all about it. It's great for your whole immune system, period. Yes. Yeah, or even yes. eat yogurt. You know, eat some yogurt, you know, and, and diet. And they say, you know, I know it's hard for that, you know, to stick with that diet, but diet and a probiotic or even eating some yogurt, that really helps your skin because um, you want to, you know, replenish that good bacteria. And, and the probiotics also boost your immune, your immune system which, you know, the antibiotics that, you know, that kind of crashes it. So, um, so just my, my experience, you know. Yeah, you, I can always tell people who take um, vitamins and supplements because their skin is so pretty. And um, people who drink a lot of water, it really shows on their skin. Yep. Oh, how much water do you drink a day? I'm just curious. Donald? Oh, oh, is that for me? Oh, uh, yeah, I just... Uh, I try to stick to the usual, like eight, at least eight glasses, as much as really as much as I can, uh, at least eight glasses a day. I really like try to have, like I said before, half my weight in ounces of water a day. I have like at least a gallon a day because I go to the gym about four days a week. But just like it makes a huge difference, feel a lot better. It, you really, if you're dehydrated even a little bit, it will affect your mind. Oh yeah. Yep. I'm trying to get back in the chat room here, you guys. Yeah, James, definitely do your research. I would say um, search the Internet, too, because uh, you'd be surprised at how many other people are having your same experience. And uh, a lot of people try different things. You never know. They have us thinking that this Western medicine is is the cure-all, but it's not. Actually, the, the ancient remedies work better than most of this modern medicine. I have found that um, Indian remedies work pretty good for me the few times I've used them. When I used to get the worst migraines imaginable, I ended up using um, feverfew, which is an Indian leaf. And I never had another one. Wow. never had another migraine. It, 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 one of those things you don't take it when you – well, anybody who gets migraines knows – that once you have the migraine, nothing really stops it. But it's one of those uh, things that you have to get in your system, so you take it whether you're having a headache or not. I don't even, I don't even think I took it well, a couple weeks, and I never had another migraine. So some of these natural remedies um, are better, in my opinion. And you notice, like, you know, a lot of the media says, like, there's no uh, science to it, and they, like, Downplay it, but yeah, I mean, like if you do, because I've gone, I used to like going to the health food store and just buying anything because when I was lifting more, 
I'm just saying, like, for supplements. But you have, if you shop around, you can find some good stuff. And there's some garbage in the health food stores. But there's some great, great, great things that are, like, literally cured all kinds of disease. And, like, um, yeah. yeah. That's well, the all the reasons, like, industry, the, the sorry, pharmaceutical industry is, what, trillion, couple, probably a couple of trillion dollars. Worldwide a year, I'm sure of it. At least a trillion. So they, they, they want to keep you, you know, they want to keep you addicted on all that stuff. Right. To be buying that stuff. That's not necessarily the best for you, though. Um, I wanted to see Jerome, star eight, Jerome. I wanted to check in and see how you're doing. I'm going to try to unmute you if he's at his phone. Some people walk away. Jerome, are you there? Yeah, he's doing this week. Okay, I am trying to, I guess I'm not connected. I never did get connected on my laptop today. Well, Jerome, I'm trying to get you unmuted, but it's not working out. Okay, so what's you guys' plans for the week coming? Let's talk about something else so I can try to get, try to get him unmuted. You guys have anything exciting you're doing this week? Anybody? No? Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. Try to survive this targeting another week. That's my plan. Um, have you heard that a lot of the Jade Helm is AI, that it's, um, I, I, I'm just preparing on the 15th to see, like, the zombie thing kick in with people, because it's already there. People are already, you can tell, being manipulated and controlled and not quite the same that they should be, but I, they're going to turn it up, and there's, uh, the, it's called Jade 2 is the name of the software that's going to kick in, and it's an AI system. So I'm just preparing um, mentally and spiritually uh, to see a change in humankind. Hmm. I had not heard that, Nancy, but I would not be surprised. Nancy, is there yeah, like major battlefield decisions that are going to be made by like supercomputers instead of like uh, human leaders? Is that what you're saying? Yes, but also I think the mind control in and of itself, think of how Hollywood has for years now done all these zombie movies and blah, 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 and I think it's preparing the masses um, for when they can uh, flip this switch because right now the cell towers are running at like 15%. So when they kick it on full power, that mind control I think is going to be very, very, very powerful and you're going to see people um, very unstable. 
I wouldn't be surprised. Remember that thing? Like, oh, first of all, like, yeah, like, um, yeah. Remember in Miami was it years ago? The bath salt supposedly, which is crap, and the guy that eats yeah. the guy's face. That's supposedly one example. But you know what? They they can make a lot of people do like things they ordinarily wouldn't do. I wouldn't be surprised if you're right about it. Look, they can look if they can cause depression, anger, fear, paranoia, or good stuff too. Look, from what I've read with these frequencies, and they actually have like. Uh, what do you call alternative practitioners that can like cure disease with the frequencies over time, and they actually use something called transcranial uh, stimulation or using magnets, whatever, to treat OCD and depression, all that. And it supposedly mm-hmm. is- TMS, what? yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's electromagnetic stimulation or something. Um, but- it's transmagnetic st- simulation, and um, it's not approved. Uh, by insurance companies, but some psychiatrists do have it, and um, it, it's a very strong magnetic field that can go around the head and get the neurotransmitters going and bring people out of depression. Right. It gets the uh, frontal cortex and limbic system or something like working together again and sync the right way. But I mean, like, well, my all my point is like they can obviously control emotions, not just targeted individuals, but people that think they have free will. So, you know, it's not a big stretch of imagination, like, to see that they can, like, turn people into, like, zombies. I mean, if the story about the uh, first the Persian Gulf War is true, how they made all those Iraqi troops come out of their bunkers and surrender with the voice of God thing, their weapon, you know what? I mean, and that had been around for decades, probably, no. There's no, there's no reason they won't be able to do what you're talking about. In fact, I have read, I have read that um, the the jade... In the word Jade Helm, J A D E, I heard that that is referring to uh, China, and that China would be part of the takedown of America. I've heard um, many versions. The Chinese and Russian troops are already training here. A lot of them. And you talk, you hear talk about the Russians off the coast of Texas to help the Texans out in the case of martial law. And, but you know, and China, like yeah, China supposedly like there's so many like scenarios that can go down, and obviously like it's a need to know basis.
I heard. So wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Back up. Back up a little bit, Jerome. Did she tell you that someone contacted her and tried to recruit her? No, I was there in the living room. It's one of the things that they do. I guess it's just the, the. I just don't. I don't know why they do that, but not with me. But they call exactly when I'm standing there, and they talk to the person, stating you know what they're stating to that person. So what did they say to her? I'm just curious. How, what did they say to her? I tried to. I tried to. I tried to uh, get it out of her. I was trying to push her a little bit to find out. Mm-hmm. Where, She's very defensive about, uh, you know, who was talking to her. But I, I did find out it was like the loan company that they called her. And, uh, yeah, they said they said things, uh, you know, to her. She, she wasn't quite wasn't quite clear to me. But, um, you know, they... But you think that it was a recruitment call? Yeah, it was. And, uh, you know, all other people that uh, she knows... I think they're all bad seeds. They're all garbage. They've been trying to talk to her about, uh, you know, about uh, about me. So that's why I wasn't, uh, I was not really forthcoming with my information because it was still, you know, it was still in uh, transit. It was still moving. It was still going forward. So, and it's still open because, um, you know, but she seems to be a little bit more better. Uh, because uh, we spoke, and so I'm just gonna have to see where it goes. But I think she's a TI. I was I was looking and observing for a while. I'm seeing what you know, uh, where her life goes and what happens in her life. That this she's got a lot of scumbags, a lot of perpy kind of people. I call them. You know, they act perpy. They're very you know stalkers. They're always you know hanging around or just. They always seem to show up. Some of them always seem to show up where I am. So I don't think it's an accident. That's <laughs> <laughs> not a mistake. So are you two still officially dating or no? Um, I, I think we're. I think we're still in the. Uh, I think we're still in the arena. So we're gonna have to see how it goes, then, because I think they're putting. A, I think they put a lot of pressure on her regarding, you know, her being with me. So we're gonna oh, okay. have to see how that goes. Yeah. So they're trying to sabotage the relationship and trying to turn her on you, which is yeah. common. Yeah. 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 That's a fantastic way to do it because uh, you know they want us to be alone. They don't want us to be with anyone. So when it's- okay. So let me just let me just okay. So here here's how I would think about that situation. This is just food for thought. Take it or leave it. I would think that if someone tried to recruit my friend, husband, boyfriend, or whatever, and they didn't tell me, I personally would feel that they're involved. That's just me. Does anybody else have input on that? That's just me. Because I would feel that if they had me in their best interest, they would tell me that someone tried to turn them against me. That's just me. Do you think that they threaten them? That's what I heard is they that, may try you know, to, they try to protect you, you know, oddly. Um, I was saying that what I've heard, I don't know, you know, how true it is, but that these people 
will say that we're under investigation and um, that if they do say something, that then they will be put into prison for whatever. You know, there's some kind of threat behind it that is so serious that that's why it's like if they tell us and they think they're going to, you know, have the law after them and go to prison for treason and all of this kind of thing. So that that would explain why these people keep their mouth shut because that is the worst form of betrayal when people know that you're okay, but you're, they're hearing all these lies about you. So it would be, you know, of course, like people that have our best interest would tell us. So there's a threat behind it that, that uh, you know, used to keep these people from exposing it. Don't you think? You know what? That's a very good point you bring out. I forgot about that element. In that case, if the person was being threatened and they didn't want to tell me because they're being threatened, then I would prefer they just leave my life because eventually they're going to become involved because they're not going to, you can't play two sides of the fence. That's um, right. I, personally, I wouldn't want them in my life, me personally. Yeah, it's kind of tricky. Uh, she did say that she's torn. So, you know, the situation, it goes, it goes a little bit deep, you know. I think it, there's people in her family that are also... Uh, it's just I don't want to stay her business out just 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 like that. But then there's people in her family that are actually targeting her. She's not aware of the situation because you know she doesn't have the experience and the background that I do with the targeting. She could have been targeted for a long time, but she's unaware that she's been targeted. She doesn't have the proper information, and uh, you know she doesn't know the tactics. So I think that but there's members in her family that are actually targeting her, from what I can see. Way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that she told well, me. Well, you're 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 on top of things. That's a good thing. You're on top of things. You're very aware of what's happening. You know how yeah, this program I'm operates. So I'm trying to that, be. That yeah. I don't want to throw away, you know, potential good thing because, you know, it has the potential to be something. But she's a TI, but she's a confused TI. She doesn't know. But I'm trying to bring her, uh, you know, give her the information slowly. Get her why, well, why, why the slow approach? Because you guys have been going on for a minute now, for a while now. So why, why the slow approach? Just curious. No, you have to trudge, trudge carefully. You don't want to, you know, charge forward and just knock things down. Because, you know, you've got to have proper information before you proceed 100% throttle. Because I don't have all the information. I don't know all the people she's dealing with. She gets phone calls and her daughter gets phone calls and things like that, and I'm not sure of the people on the other end of the line. So, you know, I'm just I'm just moving slowly on this. But not my last is slow, but just slowly. But I'm thinking, okay, so you know, you, even if you don't know the exact situation with her, you know your situation. So why not break it all the way down to her on what's happening with you? Uh, I don't know. Good question. It's um, I don't know. I'm just following, I'm just following my instincts the way the way it is now. I'm just I'm just trying to. Cause I've never dealt with a situation like this. Like I've been dealing with targeting. I don't I don't think I've ever met a, a TI that was, you know, that wasn't aware of the fact, wasn't aware of the situation. So 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to use my instincts. I'm trying to use a little bit of wisdom. I don't know. I wonder if you like her, if you like her enough. This is just me thinking. I wonder if you like her enough to where you feel that if you tell her, it might push her away and that she may not want to deal with you anymore because she might be afraid or something. Well, that's also that's also a possibility, but, uh, you know, I don't live my life in fear. I don't do it. I'm not afraid because it is what it is, and being afraid doesn't change one one damn thing. So, you know, I don't let fear rule me. If I'm going to do something, I'm just going to do it. You know, so when I make up my mind to move forward and make up my mind to give her full information or to push a little bit harder, I'll just do it. You know, I'm not... I'm not I'm not being afraid or timid or I'm just trying to tread just carefully. No, I'm not yeah. yeah, I'm not in any way afraid or I'm, I'm don't I don't mean for I don't mean fear of harm, of bodily harm. I don't mean like that. I mean of of like, you know, losing the person who you care about. Yeah, that that's that's a possibility because, you know, when 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 crap happens, when you know, you never know how people are gonna react, so it's a possibility and I'm braced and so be it. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be making that my deciding factor. You guys, you can't live your life in the shadows. You can't live your life timid and, and afraid of what might happen. You just gotta do it. So you know, it is what it is, and uh, I'm moving that direction where you know I'm gonna give her full information or sit down and just talk with her. It is what it is, and it's gonna happen. What's it's gonna happen, and what will be will be. But I've already asked her, and I told her that we need to sit down and talk, and she said, okay, so, you know, that goes. So. Well, we wish you the best. Thank you very much. Yeah, we do. Um, Melinda, you were trying to say something, and the call is going to cut off. In the oh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah briefly, uh, the video that I sent you is what Nancy was talking about, and also Scott, it is about the supercomputer in the J2 exercises, and it gives you a perspective. And the main perspective I see, number one, is that they're not going to have commanders sitting around a table to change something's not working, that they can change in a split second. That all maneuvers can change in a split second, and it is all going to be artificially, or AI, and all information will be in Utah. I mean, she goes through this. Uh, and I, I think it's uh, very important to listen to it and get that perspective so that when they do stymie me, you know I was going to be here and how I changed my mind and they're still here. You get the idea that they're way ahead of you. And with that knowledge, you can do other things. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. You know, Melinda, uh, you, Melinda I appreciate you uh, giving that. Can you all hear me? Hello? Go ahead, Nancy. Go ahead. Um, I was going to say that it will not play. Um, I'm not able to play it. They do not want me seeing that video because you're really? getting that information out before. And um, I was real anxious to look at it, and it says decoding error every time I try. Oh. Yeah. Uh, That's how the, they're, uh, they're definitely blocking me. Your email. Can you give me your email? I don't have email. Oh, okay. I just play it on my phone. Mm. 
and every other video plays okay except the ones that they don't want me to see. It'll say decoding error, <laughs> and it will not let me see certain ones. Oh, and one other thing I was going to say to Jerome, uh, one thing I, I've been using with my friends very casually uh, is, uh, are we caught? Are we finished? Hello? 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 I'm here still. Yeah, Renata? Are these my perps? Who's on still? Melinda? I'm still here. Hey, Jerome. I had that talk to call. I mean, like I said, did you get my notice? Oh, I did. Oh, Scott. Yeah, Scott. Um, I had some of yeah. Thursday night. I mean, if, if you want, I mean, I can ha have another call Thursday. Yeah, sure. All right. I had a few people on. They were pretty cool. This time I'll be more public. I can always mute any, like, trolls or perps or whatever. But this, you know, this one I only had like invites. But I'll just, I'll send you out an invite anyways. Maybe I'll do another one Thursday for the house. Oh, Scott, how did that go? Give us a um, update on oh, that. Okay. Everybody yeah, I'm not, is. I'm not trying to pimp my own thing on your show. It's like uh, what you guys were talking about last week. Um, Jerome and like uh, two other women on the call. I, I didn't know the names. I'm going to say like that about getting together like a TI support group. It's a combination of like what Keith is proposing, proposing an active TI survivor. So they hammered mm -hmm. the them with the uh, DE stuff. But anyways, it's like a way of like just moral support for TIs. And I'm not saying I'm necessarily going to try to do it myself, but just a way for TIs to like, keep in contact with each other. So like uh, Jerome couldn't get to the call, you know, understanding it as reasons or whatever. But Gary and uh, Bella and uh, Bella's friend, Linda, a couple other people are nice enough to, you know, some invites to send you one. But uh, it, it, you know, it went pretty good. It was interesting. And I learned some stuff. So I'll probably have another one. I don't know if I'm going to do it as a regular thing, but, I mean, like, you know, this time I'll go public with it. And, like, uh, you know, I learned enough from, like, and thanks again months ago, Charles and I, like, you know, hosted your show for a little bit. And, like, you know, I learned enough just for the basics, just how to do it. Are so. you guys planning to put anything in place? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm open to suggestions and all that. I mean, I don't want to sound like a chicken ass, but, I mean, like, you know, I don't want to just be the only person who might do something like this. I mean, if you're talking about starting a website, you know, like Keith is working on for this thing, um, I'd have to look into that. But, I mean, in the meantime, Jerome, the way he was talking about it, Jerome, please chime in as you wish. But it was just basically like moral support. But that's what your show is, too. I'm not, obviously not trying to copy what you do. And, like, I wouldn't mind informing people also. But, I mean, as far as, like, starting, like, uh, something like Keith is doing, I'd, I'd like to look into it, but I'm not going to, I don't want to like a coward, but I don't want to just be the only person doing this. Cause they but here's what, the hell I was thinking. <laughs> here's what I was thinking. The, the, the website and all of that, that's nice. I think I went to a meeting that night. That's why I wasn't able to come to the call. But, anyway, um, it, uh, it, you know, it's nice to do a website and all that. You can do them for free or low cost on one of the blog sites. But, more of what I was thinking, at least in the beginning stages, is just swapping information. I contact you, you contact me. That would be, uh, that would be even nicer. It would be, like, more casual and be like, you know, go ahead. 
It's just like you just swap phone numbers. You know, you it, it, almost like pen pals. Remember pen pals? Um, you know, you just swap information. You match someone up with someone who has uh, who has similar uh, similar similar interests, and you just call. You know, that person calls calls their pen pal once a week to check in on them kind of thing. I'd be all for that. I'm all yeah, for it. That, doesn't, it doesn't have to be anything elaborate. It really doesn't. You just write down some names and okay, Renata, we're gonna pair you up with this person. You check on this person once a week, make sure they're all right. You know, you share your personal information with that person so that if they can't get in touch with you, they know who to get in touch with in your area, when your family members or friends. Just whatever. Just to make sure that the person's okay. It does not have to be fancy. And then it can evolve into something else later. Oh, that's well put, well said as usual. You know what? Yeah, I'll go with that. I'll try to have another one Thursday then, and, like, uh, we'll work on uh, basically on that kind of, like, premise and, like, again, brainstorm, write some, I'll write some stuff down. Yeah, it's much easier that way. It's casual and, like, a pen and paper basic thing. You're just checking up in on a person. It's like a matter of trust. I like that. I mean, like, uh, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, anyone who's interested. You know, there's a lot of lonely, targeted individuals out there, a lot of people that don't feel safe, especially with stuff like this day and him going on. So it's just Yeah, I was just of, thinking I might not be here for the next call, <laughs> you know. Well, you know. I don't know. Well, you know what? Tomorrow's not promised to any of us. So we, we're all in that same yeah. way. I think we need to just send positive thoughts and prayers to each other for strength to get through whatever will be will be because um, some of this, it's like we're not going to be able to just stop it. If they come and haul me away yet again, but this time make it to where you guys can't catch me, you know, on a phone, um, you know, just we're going to have to send lots of positive energy, uh, you yeah. know, for just the strength to get through it. <laughs> and, I, and I'm going to tell you something, and I do pray for the community. We all should. I'm going to tell you something else that crossed my mind is that I plan to give my um, family members in my house uh, information to contact some of you should anything happen to me, you know, that they can let you guys know this is, you know, whatever, whatever happens. You know what I'm saying? So that's something that people might want to think about too is to let someone in your house or someone that you trust give them someone's phone number, of course, with that person's permission um, so that if anything happens. I mean, like that one lady in Florida was in uh, locked in a mental institution. There's been several people in Florida, actually, but I'm thinking about that latest lady. You know, so it's good to have, for for your family and friends, to have some of the CI's phone numbers so they can let them know what's happening with you. And then that way we all can rally around you to try to support you, to try to get you out of that place or whatever. But if we don't know you're in there, then we can't do anything. Yeah, that's a fantastic idea because... Let me tell you something. It's uh, life turns on a dime, especially when you're dealing with this situation. Because I just walked into an ambush. Like, like you know my situation, Renata. When I went to that place, it was a damn ambush. So yeah, I remember that finger. Yeah, I could have been, you know, could have been in a serious situation because security set up, you know, something in that uh, with that situation. Security was behind it in that building. So, you know, and, Jerome, I remember two ambushes recently for you, you know, yeah. and that, that scares me. That really scares me for you. Yeah, they're hard to trot because, like I said, this is the anniversary of my son's death, so <clears throat> they piled it on really thickly, hoping that I'd break down and have an emotional, uh, you know, 
cave in. But that ain't working for this guy. Yeah, this is the, this, well. Last month, last month was the 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 uh, month of my uh, son's death. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, they were pretty heavy on me. So you know, it's all good. I was braced and, and ready. Yeah. They take and those was, opportunities to try to break. Of course. But listen, okay, so in a situation like that, Jerome, that that's a perfect situation. So what I'm thinking is like you um you may want to give your son because I, I know you do have another son. Um, yeah. You may want to give him people in the community phone number and tell him if anything happens to me, call this person or call that person and let them know and give them the information where I am or where they can call to support me or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah Renata, definitely put my name on that list. I mean, I really do care, and if they took you away to a mental institution, I would be advocating for you. Oh, thank you, Nancy. Thank you, thank you. Absolutely. We just never know. We never know. I mean, not only mental institutions, these people set us up. They put us in jail. For jail. I yep. mean, they do all kinds of things. People just disappear. You don't know where they are. You know, right. they do all sorts of stuff. And I know they're working on the setup for me at City Hall. I see it. I've been seeing it. And they're getting more aggressive with it. So, I mean, we just don't know. We don't know. And we definitely need to take God with us wherever we go and ask for him to send his angels to protect us because these, this is a wicked, wicked, wicked agenda that these people are on, and it's not in our best interest. So that was the thought I had that we should give our family members because you guys don't know how to get in touch with me. I don't know how to get in touch with you unless you come to these calls or you answer your cell phone, but that's one of the first things they do is take your cell phone so you can't even get to your phone numbers to call that's anybody. Right. That's right. So make sure your family members have those phone numbers. That was my thought. So um, I'm not the one that's spearheading this whole thing, Nancy. Um, Brandy, it was her idea. It was Keith's initial idea. Um, But things started happening. He started getting targeted real hard. And then Brandy brought it up, and I think Scott started his call last week. So that's the group of people. So for all of you who are involved with that, that's my input in case I'm not able to make the next call. Yeah, in fact, Harvey, my, uh, the name I went under, I think, what the hell was it? I think it's the same like talk show user's name, my last name, Snitzer, with the number one after it, Snitzer 1. Snitzer's 1, something call, uh, but I'll send out invites and all that. Actually, like, i got to make sure, like, damn it. So Ooh, can uh, you give us the information now? Because, yeah, um, let me do a search on talk show here. And, like, um, so it's on Thursday? I'll try to make it Thursday again. Jerome, are you still there? Here. Yeah, um would Thursday be cool for you again? Yeah, so yeah, so far so good for Thursday, but text me instead of uh email. Text you, okay, that's right, because you say you don't have a laptop. I I thought you would get uh text from the computer, but I understand. Um here we go, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Snitzer ones that's one number one with a possibly I just give you the call number. Contact call. Because the contact Is it talk to you? Yeah, of course. It's talk shoot, not blog talk. Snitzer ones, TI contact call, and I'm getting in here to get my uh, call number. And it's okay. Um, damn it. One what second. time? What time on Thursday? Uh, I'll try to make it six Eastern time. Is okay, that is that good for anyone? Seconds. Let me know, please. I'd like to know. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, six Eastern because uh, Jerome's in Ontario. And let's yeah. see. Um, okay, well, I will, I will not quite be off of work yet. 
but I'll call in when I do get off. I'll call in from the road. Okay. Yeah, it'll um, only be 3 o'clock your time. Yeah, yeah. 3 Eastern. I mean, it's 3 your time, 6 my time. No, I'm sorry, it'd be 4, because there's a 3-hour difference. So it'd be 4 o'clock Pacific, 7. Am I saying this right? I don't know. <laughs> you guys don't know. It's screwed up, too. Okay, so 7 o'clock. Okay, I'm sorry. You said 6 o'clock your time, so that'd be 7 o'clock my time. So two hours before that is 5 o'clock. So it'd be 5 o'clock Pacific. Uh, well, Pacific's like three hours behind, so like, uh, yeah, three three Pacific. But yeah, it's like, yeah, so if it's uh, 6 o'clock uh, Eastern, it'll be uh, three Pacific. Hello. Okay, so anyway, uh, the call number is 138 602. So the five, I'm so confused. Okay, say that again. What time Eastern? Okay, Eastern, I'll try to make it for six. It might make it like a little earlier, like five or six, no, give or take an hour. Okay, I got to see my schedule, but one, three. Five o'clock, five o'clock Central. So it would be three o'clock Pacific. Yeah. So, um, right. again, my call ID is one, three, 